and welcome to Mice Cast with your hosts Greg, Mike, and Richard. Hello. Tonight's hey. uh, tonight's time. episode. Long yeah. time. What, long time no see. That's for you. Where have you been? Four weeks. I've been in Florida. And why do you go at this time of year? <laughs> because it's hot any other time. The white people, dude. Are you know melting. what? I wore it was eighty plus degrees for like three days. I'm glad I packed shorts, but it was no friggin' hundred percent humidity. Well, uh, he has a point there. And humidity. it was crowded. Yeah, you know what? Yeah. It was somewhat crowded too. I was kind of surprised at the number of people but that I kept running. You've never been there during spring break? Or no, 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 no. no. But compared to August, you know, compared to August when it's, you know, hurricane season, it was definitely, and it seemed more people than last year, December, where they're the same no, but time. But you said, that, uh, you know, it seems what? like you thought that the that one other time that there were, you felt there were more people wandering around, but less people on the attractions. But so you told me last year. But wait a second, Greg, you weren't in Florida this time. Oh, fuck that. I was pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, our show tonight is going to be, oh, God, no. Canada. But before we get to uh, our okay. friends up north in northern Montana, America's hat, um, Mike wants to go over an email real quick from a listener yeah. that we give a prompt answer to so we can call him a sucker. Okay. Well, you can call him a sucker. Got a question from a listener in Nashville, Tennessee. He says, all right, he says, thanks for your well, My pocket- question is, why is a guy in Nashville running out here rather than not go down the Walt Disney World? Because he's going to the original. We, he's he, got a we like here and we're going to Orlando. What's your point? Okay. No, I agree. Okay, he's coming here, and he, okay, he wants so, his question. Let me read the email. Guys, thanks for your podcast. I never miss an episode. Quick question for y'all. I'm taking my family of four for a week at Disneyland this okay. June. Never misses our episode. We live in Nashville, so Orlando is a much more frequent vacation spot for us than Anaheim is. But we love Anaheim, too. Last time we were there, we blew a Fantasmic. I just assumed it couldn't hold a candle to the version at the studios in Orlando, so we skipped it. But while riding Thunder Mountain, we caught just enough glimpses of the show to realize that what a mistake it was to skip it. So for this next trip, we definitely want to see Fantasmic. I had planned to pay extra for the balcony seating at the gallery, both the gallery closing. Now I find out they don't have that option anymore. Apparently, you can pay about $50 per head for a good seat at the edge of the water now, but all you get is a little box with cheeses? That was a question. Do you all think it's worth it? We don't get, well, we don't get, get to come to Disneyland off to me, right? <laughs> well, well, you're you're sort of you're sort of center stage. You're centered right on stage. You're you're but you, sitting say, right next to where the director is. The edge of the sat. water is with the cheese. No, you're, no you're not on the edge of the water. You're actually sitting back a little bit, but you're looking okay. over where everybody's head. But you're I think sitting. I think his emails though said edge of water. Yes, wow. the email says edge of water with a little box of cheeses. Is it is it worth? And in my and my, I still think well, I don't let think him finish the little, email. Then okay. finish the email. Says, well, we don't get to come to Disneyland often enough to get a seat three hours in advance, so I'm tempted to pay the two hundred dollars and just to let them stamp sucker on my forehead. We'll be staying at the Grand California if that gets us any kind of preference. Love the podcast. And he didn't say not to say his name, so it's from Terry. Okay. Sucker. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, but, and I, I don't think it's... Oh, by the way, first tangent. Uh-oh. No, we're how, on this. No, that's how this a tangent. Oh, we're freaking answering this question. Sure, we're answering a, well, we we're can, answering we a fan letter, letter here. No, no, no. We need to answer this. <laughs> all right. Uh, I think it's, the last I heard it was still an all-you-can-eat uh, dessert buffet that they have. Okay. They bring that, forget that part. Let's but get regardless. To the, okay, let's get to the meat of the show. Who in this room, in the studio, has seen both Fantasmics? I have. Not I. Okay. So from that point, Richard, you've already told me that though it's great to have a seat at Florida, because you've told me this before, 
the show pales in comparison to our show. I, you know, I, I, first of all, I want to temper it because I feel this is our show here. So okay, I, I'm going to have my... But yeah, I think our show has a lot... Ours, ours was the first Phantasma show, and we use a real riverboat in our show. Not a cardboard, not a cardboard cutout, cutout on a barge. <laughs> and we, we use a real sailing ship for a pirate boat. Although they don't have the whole Peter Pan. They, they skip the Peter Pan. They put a Pocahontas theme in there. But the other thing is, is Mickey on Tom Sawyer's Island, where he is, comparison to Mickey on top of Bald Mountain at the, I think it's Bald Mountain, but Mickey on the mountaintop at the finale of the scene, he's about three quarters of a mile away from the audience compared to Mickey Mouse standing up on top of the side. So it's a much here. more intimate setting. At I Disneyland. think it's a lot more intimate setting. It is well worth seeing the show. However, uh, you don't necessarily need to, I don't think, pay the money because there's usually, especially on the weekends, there's the two shows, the 9 o'clock show and then the 10.30 show. Yes, the 9 o'clock show, people come in and they'll start camping out about 3 or 4 in the afternoon and pick their spots up. But if you can wait until... That's when I say, sucker! Yeah, that's, yeah I, I still can't... Or BF. That, yeah. I, get a few, I got a few names for those people. But... but uh, if you tripping can, hazard. It, tripping hazard. But if you if you can stay late enough and go to the second show at ten thirty, everybody, all the people on the first show people. are out, and you can yeah. get a decent spot for the second show because they see Fantasmic at nine, then crowd to the hub for nine twenty five. Buy and see pretty prime spots on the bridge available. And and I, yeah. I will say, uh, anywhere if for those when you when you get to Disneyland, anywhere from where the Frontier Landing, where the Mark Twain docks. All the way to where the raft docks to the uh, raft dock to Tom Sawyer's Island are anywhere along that whole riverfront area is a really good spot to sit, and probably the best spot now. And I'm giving it away to everybody. It's my favorite spot to sit at is the Riverbell Terrace, which under construction now is. It opened up this morning. It's open, yeah. Oh, this morning. Well, it's nice. I went inside. It's real good. nice in there. I actually don't think the second level is all that bad. Myself around the like. Um, front of uh, cafe orleans yeah that's where that's the other that's where i guess it's a little bit elevated yeah um and that's and that's where they're sitting them is on that second level right where yeah. the director sits do you remember right when there. there's grass fields there or you could sit on the grass yeah a lot of things have changed and but, you can sit on the grass so <laughs> i guess our consensus is if you want to pay the money go ahead for the 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 has the the less hassle i wouldn't personally spend extra cash now in florida where you can get that deal where you can book Mama Rose's or some of the restaurants and get the fantastic priority seating with it. Man, if you can do it, take advantage of it. At oh. Disneyland, I wouldn't pay the bucks to do that. Although, you know, if you're coming from across the country yeah. and you're spending the money anyways on the trip, it might be worth it. You got you got the you little know, If you want the whole magical that. feeling. Sure. You know, it, it depends it, on whether it's worth where it you are. You know, financially. So. And I know people say, well, Greg doesn't like shows. It's not true. I like quality shows. Fantasmic is a quality show, but I don't think in this instance... Well, one thing need... is you've also seen Fantasmic here at Disneyland numerous times, yeah, too. So I, it's I not, the, stopped not quite the same as being it, never but... haven't seen it before. Yeah, I just don't... I, I really don't think... You $200 is a lot of money when you've already spent... What's the new price to get in the park now? What is it? 70 Oh no, Park Hopper, park, one day Park Hopper. Like eighty one, one hundred, one day Park Hopper, eighty one, right? Eighty three. It went up just a couple days ago. Yeah, just Ninety some dollars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. Screw okay. me dry. Out. Not, and that's not choking because you're an adult movie. That's choking because that's and, and, and too much forget, money. That's anyone 
10 years and older. So 10 years and older gets the yeah, when did they go? Didn't it used to be 13 at one time? We had yeah, they changed we, it. When they well, you, to there Disneyland used to be Resort. junior prices. There, was there used to be a junior, junior price, child, but they, yeah. ch- uh, they went to two. So anyway. All right, so I so hope let's get so, the answer. So, yeah, Terry, yeah, if you got the extra money, go ahead. You, but, you know, I, it, it, could wait an extra hour and a half, catch the yeah, last, the, it, you know. You won't, you won't get sucker stamped on your forehead. Trust me, it, it's it's worth the money if you have the money to spend. So Okay, is it 200 per person or does that could be his whole bill for the No, time? that's his whole that's bill, like $50 a head. Oh. I think it's actually like 36 or 38 something I'd like that. I think it's like 50 is it actually nine, nine, fifty just for dessert buffet? Dessert buffet in the seating. Oh man! Uh, and then and you can and you literally can walk up ten minutes to the show and. I suppose yeah, we could actually. You're, you're sitting that's, in chairs. That's the plus side is you can walk up at the last minute. Yeah, and you're sitting in chairs. You're not sitting on the ground. So. Yeah. There's a fine line there. Now remember, when Phantasmic first came out, what was the first thing I said? Why didn't they do this on the back side of the river? Put in a theater. And do it properly. Well, remember, that was the original yeah. plan that they were going to put that where the festival arena is now. It was going to be that whole little yeah. back bay to the river. And that's, in essence, what they have over at the uh, Disney Studios in Florida is they have that same type of amphitheater setup with this. It, although they don't have the river, they just have the water out there right. with the island set up. But it's this whole little amphitheater setup that's designed specifically for the show. <laughs> Okay, now we got a little. I guess we could do a little housekeeping here thing. Here thing. Uh, we are going to attempt to do a Christmas companion video before Christmas, which is now really pushing it. Uh, but we're going to try to get that out. Richard and I were in the park the other night, did some B roll. I should say he did more B roll. I was just doing some photography. But we're going to try to get that together ASAP. This show we're doing tonight. Richard and I actually did two weeks ago when Mike had just left for Florida. But for some reason, the file is corrupted. I've tried to export it. I've tried to re-edit it. I've tried to piece it apart and put it back together. It just not worked out. And Mike had sounded disappointed when I spoke words, with him on the phone because Greg's the subject sounded. Apple computer crapped out on us. No, it wasn't the computer. It was the program. Uh, the programmer. Okay, I can understand. No, that. not programmer. Program. <laughs> um, and Mike had sounded disappointed that he thought the yeah, subject matter was interesting. Uh, so yeah. here we are back at it again. Now, we were also considering doing a year-in-review or wrap-up of the year show, but it, most likely what it will be will be a New Year's show. Welcome to the about New Year. Last, yeah, welcome to the New Year. <laughs> look what we did last year. And we're going to try to get a few podcasters together and some listeners at Disneyland in the park and wow. celebrate another New Year of MiceCast. So that's all in the works. Uh, not quite sure how it's going to shake out yet, or the do off the lily and all that kind of crap. But we'll look, you know, look forward to that. And then Richard and I have some announcements about new stuff that I don't even think Mike knows we're going to do. Yeah, I don't know. Do we really want to talk about this yet? No, we'll do it later. We'll do okay, it later. so on to hey, quickly. I just checked checked the Fantasmic the Dessert Buffet. Yeah, yeah. fifty nine dollars per adult. Fuck 40, me, forty nine dollars yeah, for age I'm, nine. Age nine. No. Like ten years no, yeah, no. Ten years, ten plus, 59 bucks. $49 to three to nine. Two and under are free, provided they sit on your lap. So there you go. <laughs> and it is still a dessert buffet. No. Yes, so that's two and a big fruit food person. A lot of people that know me know that. Plain and simple is good enough for me. A Hershey bar, I'm satisfied. Don't need all the fancy chocolates. I saw that dessert tray one night. I don't we think you can eat $60 worth of freaking dessert. And and I, saw, I can. Okay, I get saw sick. the dessert. <laughs> well, I'll get sick, but I can eat it. <laughs> I would feel ripped off if I went there 
for the dessert tray. If I went there strictly for priority seating and the dessert tray happened to be there, fine. The wife would probably like those frou-frou desserts. I probably wouldn't eat them. Truffles, tarts, you know, cherry-covered stuff. Now, if it was a choc- black tie chocolate mousse case, mousse, mousse case, what the hell? Mousse cake from <laughs> Olive Garden, I would be all over it because that is the most Battle. awesome uh, mousse cake I've ever had. Mousse mousse case? What the hell is mousse cake? <laughs> mousse case. Whatever. That's what that's, they call that's, it. Chocolate. That's the next CSI black caper up in uh, the Great White North. I think they actually, they actually call it mousse cake. Chocolate, black tie chocolate mousse cake. Okay. Speaking of the Great oh, White North. It's so good. Too. And we go to the Great White North. Okay, so we're going to get on. Here is, okay, we know it was, oh, God, no, Canada. That's the Great White North. So what we're, we're once again using Imagineering oh, <laughs> Rebirth uh, blog. Go oh, there, I got distracted. Okay, to bag on. Now, when this blog first started, it was part of the Save Disney campaign, and supposedly they had the support of Lassiter and Roy Disney. There was a lot of good stuff. Now I think it's getting to the level of Al Putz and a lot of the other pundits who are just out there to nitpick every last little thing. If it's that something Disney's they don't doing. agree with, then they're going to drive a stake in. Yeah, occasionally there's still some interesting stuff here, but in general, this I think this this it's become self-grandizing, uh, just making them look like they know stuff and they're. A, they're important and their opinions count. Something like us. Like us, yes. Yeah. So anyways, the term Spaceship Earth was first popularized by Buckminster Fuller. Essentially, it reminds us that Earth, like a mechanical vehicle, requ- requires care and maintenance, and all of us here are in it together. Now, we're reading from the website. Yes, right we now. are. Thank you, Richard. All right. Reg- uh, which, you couldn't tell because I was tripping over myself. What, which entry? Oh, God. I get, oh, God. No, Canada. Okay, there we go. I'm sorry. Said, yeah. You know, you're you're slow. I realize you're on a PC. No, no, I didn't realize you were you know stealing their title name. So oh, sorry. Oh, okay, sorry. Have, by the way, have you seen the new Mac commercial that's done like the old uh, holiday cartoons, or not the cartoons, or like the old reindeer ones and stuff? The claymation uh, type. Yeah, the kind of claymation type. I, no, I don't. In a I, PC I Mac. Like, yeah. And they're kind of singing the song, and PC goes off on buy a Mac. Blah, blah. Oh, I really thought those were the words. It's a great little. Oh. And they're like little recreations of the two guys. It's oh. pretty funny. Um, okay. Regardless of our cultural differences or ethnic heritage or country of origin, we all must work together because we're all passengers on this great spaceship Earth. That oh, sounds I, like, you sound like John Kennedy. We all breathe the same air. We all, oh, never mind. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. We all fart too, but that doesn't mean, you know, we're all the <laughs> no, same. That's greenhouse gases. Don't do that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Am I boring you? Or maybe all of you. Some of you or all of you. It's hard to tell these days. A bunch of guys at Imagineering keep saying that all this stuff is boring, that it's not relevant. So here's the idea. Maybe to make this blog less, this blog entry less boring, we could hire a hip Hollywood celebrity to read it to you. Obviously, they didn't, you know, we aren't those hip guys. Yeah, yeah. Like Ellen DeGeneres or Eric Idle. <coughs> Or Colin Mockery or Martin Short. Is Celine Dion here? No, I hope not. <laughs> Martin Short is, after all, now on his fourth Disney theme park film. Oh, Canada, right after the making of me. And I can't say right after. I mean, making of me was 10 years ago. Pretty close yeah. to that. It was a while ago. Monster Sound Show, never saw it. Saw that. And Cinemagic, never saw it. Cinemagic. 
Maggie, what, French, right? It's Maggie French, yes. gives a crap. Whoopi's got nothing on him. The new version of O Canada is the latest in the painfully long line of theme park films starring B-list celebrities making postmodern, non-digetic comments about a subject at a subject someone at WDI seems to think is dull. Okay, okay. I think that gives us the basis on where we're going. Yeah, there are this. some other important things here, though. But one I want to ask, who establishes A-list, B-list, C-list, D-list? Well, D-list is established by, uh, what's her name? Kathy, Kathy Griffin. Yes, Kathy Griffin, yes. <laughs> she establishes the D-list. And, okay. And she, she relishes she relishes that with pride. So I guess all I'm worried about is the triple X list. Just kidding. Uh, no, no. The A, you know, A list is I, the listing. I think is determined by you know your your box office power draw, how much money you can make. Okay, I I, yeah, I, but- I agree with that. But here's here's kind of my point. Let's take a, a fine actor who just died, uh, Boyle, right? Boyle, Peter uh, Boyle. Peter Boyle. Well, yes. Never would have probably been considered an A list actor. Right? No. B list character actor at best. Correct. Correct. He worked steady his whole career. He was. I've never seen him in a movie that he performed poorly in. <laughs> right? It's funny as hell. <laughs> funny as hell. <laughs> yet probably considered a B list. So if he showed up in a Disney film, people would be like, well, "Here's another B list actor." Well, a I bigger wanna... example: Jurassic Park. When that first came out, and the the main star of Jurassic Park is who? Sam Neill. Sam, Sam Neill. Another fine actor who I guarantee and you. Well, who Dern. cares about Laura Dern? She's an idiot. But uh, just She's kidding. Cute. Goldblum. She's, but um, the Hollywood yeah, family. Goldblum. Goldblum. But it Sir was Richard Attenborough. Yeah, fine actor and yeah. director. Not a very good singer though. <laughs> you, you know what I'm talking <laughs> yes. about, don't you? Yeah. Um, so go back to. But the, I look at him as the Santa Claus now, since we're at the holiday season. He is the Santa. Yeah, Claus. but I was the remake of Make you know, America on Thirty Fourth Street. Street. You know what? Okay, but, we're you know what I'm about. So, so give examples of who A-list are, though, right now. Sam Neill, you got a blockbuster movie, and what was some of the first complaints? Couldn't they have done better than getting Sam Neill? Yeah, but I thought he did an excellent job. I, I think oh, Sam Neill's an excellent actor. Let's go to the quote-unquote A-list. Uh, Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis is on the A-list. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, A-list. Uh, Jennifer Aniston. A-list. I don't, don't think she deserves to be, but yeah. Well, it deserves to be... And is yeah, no, two different things. Two different things. Sylvester yeah. Stallone is on that A list. Alec Baldwin. Alec Baldwin is on that A list. I don't know if I can act as well as Alec Baldwin. <laughs> <laughs> but it got, but let, let's let's use Film specific, Actors Guild. Yeah, let's 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 use let's use their specific Dude, example. Speaking of, of speaking of Alec Baldwin, they did the. They did the Saturday Night Live Christmas special. Yeah, <laughs> you never saw Alec Baldwin do. Oh, uh, <laughs> sweaty balls! Sweaty balls! <laughs> I love that. You, you oh, I love your balls, right? What's that? He did one or two sequels after that one too. The sweaty uh, balls. Ah, uh, did he? Yes. They, they just showed the Pete sweaty and his famous Christmas balls. I just died. <laughs> now back back to the thing. I got to read a little more because we're partly playing in the, the Canadian thing here. But but Mike, you just I, okay. We didn't, didn't ask Mike. Uh, no way! You're not fucking telling me you just got back. There's a brand new movie in the park. <laughs> didn't and you see it. Didn't fucking see it. Nope. What the <laughs> hell is wrong with you? Oh, Canada. Uh, no. God, no. God damn it, Mike. Damn. We can't it. even talk. Like it's not because there's a height limit for the kids or anything. No. No. It's a freaking excuse this time. 
Oh my God! I didn't I get knew, to it. Dude. I knew this would happen, Richard. We'd get to talk about the show and a subject, and he. Oh my, <laughs> oh my God! I don't believe this. This okay. is just, why? Why is it a problem? What I'm going on ah! here. Why is it no, a problem? Yes, I'm going on to this. Is no, that, wait! I want to know why it's a problem. I, I want to talk. <laughs> there, there, you know why it's a problem? It's a. Okay. Oh, Greg, Greg, Greg! Do you really do you really want to trip apart? Do you really, do you really want to rip on me about all the crap I missed? Oh I God. I think on this trip do I want to know this trip I really want to know? dude dude this trip um I think I missed more stuff than the trip before oh my God it was so hard to get shit rolling oh. it was so hard and you know it wasn't because like of weather it's because of lines I it, just the 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 personality of the trip just took on some friggin crazy slower than molasses in January friggin pace to it uh, I did get on spaceship Earth I'm proud of that. <laughs> Mission space. Oh, space. I, I got in line. I took the kids because they were tall enough. I showed my son the closet that he would be riding in. He goes, I don't want to go on this. Why'd you show him? Because I didn't want him freaking out on the ride. How old is? How old is They're how old five. Is he? They're five. You know what? They may be height limit. I wouldn't take a five year old. I, I don't think I'd take Because how old was that kid that died? He was at four. four. He was, was four. four, and he was a little tall, so he squeezed. Well, we were by. going. We were going to go on the green mission, okay? okay. I wasn't going to take him on the spinning right. mission. You're going to go oh. on the wussy pussy version. Well, the they're kids. five, but I, I was agree. by myself. I was by myself with the kids, so it's not like I could take him back to the line okay. and give so, him to mom he, and take the girl. He chickened out. You couldn't yeah. dump him with the mom and take. Correct. The girl there were no one was around. They were all over the land pavilion at the time. Well, why don't you do what every other tourist there? Just send him at the accident. And go yeah. back in. No, no. no. Not did did you have that. your little harness? You could have just tied him up outside. <laughs> <laughs> no. Like the dog. <laughs> we, tried, we tried to go on Ellen, and that's when I found out that uh, energy, the energy thing is 45 freaking minutes from start to finish. Wait, wait, wait. 45 you minutes. didn't know that? No. I, you know, I had no idea exactly how long it took. I knew it was long, but I didn't know it was 45 and minutes. Why did 45 minutes mean something to you? You're uh, on vacation. You're going to give me a hard time for this one. I don't know if I'll tell you. Anyway, <laughs> You didn't think you could make it to the rest? Hold it That's right. Be, right? <laughs> That's right. I've seen some commercials with some medication that can help with that. Dude, dude. No, no, no. It, not toilet. It's because we wouldn't make it to our dining reservation. What's Al Gore crap down here? What are you talking Al Gore, Al Gore. Oh, that's all That's all the, uh, the Phil... Sh- um, or the Shanklin parody songs I downloaded. Oh, okay. Um, I don't feel. So yeah, bad. no we we were gonna oh, miss did, did you, oh, we were gonna miss an ADR if we stayed in 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 in, in the energy pavilion, so we bailed. Did, Automatic did, dialogue replacement. No advanced dining reservation. Did Did you go on um, Expedition Everest? Yes, two times. Oh, did you hear someone just died on that? No. Yeah. No, the the guy he showed up in the station unresponsive. He was like passed out no pulse oh. um no actually apparent reason right now other than who knows he could have had a what what's the aneurysm aneurysm he, he was only 44 he, he wasn't really that old you know who knows what but apparently nothing with the ride has caused it but yet it's another death at disney on a uh, roller coaster you know ding ding going back, yeah, but, yeah but how many people they got rolling through there oh I, I know the a law of averages says it's it's yeah you know not gonna happen it's not that intense of a roller coaster so, but I want to go back. 
All right, so never get that pushing that over. It's empty now. You got this huge jacket. It's around the corner. Just put it on the ground right now. I want to go back to the. I want to go back to my original point here. I was there's yes, I did. They're they're specifically targeting Alan DeGeneres and and Marty Short as quote unquote. What Marty Short? Are you buddies now? Martin Short, (laughs) excuse me. Martin Short. Do you Short. call him Bill Shatner or William Shatner? <laughs> when I met him, I called him Mr. Shatner. Um, and but and Ellen DeGeneres, they're they're using them as specific examples of B-list actors. Now, would you consider them? Well, I think you're jumping ahead. I I don't really think they're saying she is. Oh, well, um, they they list they listed this up here on the top. No, 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 no. Yeah. Like Ellen no. DeGeneres or Eric Idle or we Colin had, Mockery or Martin Short. And then no, they, no, no. They specifically said, did they hire a hip Hollywood celebrity like these people? They didn't get the B-list till later. So well, they say, the new version of O Canada is the latest in a painfully long line of theme park films starring B-list celebrities. Who stars in O Canada? Martin Short. Not well, is he hip-hop entertainment well, or is he B-list? Well, if you let us get through the rest of it, there's... All right, go ahead, Greg. I, this is bo- it, the rest says, of this is boring. No, BS. it's it's a we- it says it's a weird time for Disney and Epcot. No, a lot of this plays into um, the old edutainment thing. A lot of people like the the WDW today. Is it is that the Match Hotsburg and uh, yeah WDW today? One of those guys hates the edutainment. And That's I would have thought. I don't think it's Hotch. Well, it could be Hotchberg. No, I think dog. it's I think it's uh, the Dole Whip dude, the old uh, guy. Yeah, I think it's one of the old guy. The Scopa. Regardless, um, <laughs> that's scope. I don't know. So, let's, so it says the first non Magic Kingdom theme park is about to celebrate its 25th anniversary. So, you can see when this was written just a few months ago. And it's, celeb- it's celebrating by exhibiting a severe case of bipolar disorder. On one <laughs> hand, it's getting back to its roots, having just removed the wand shaped blemish from Spaceship Earth. Yeah. As the Canadians <laughs> call it, that big silver ball. Now, because Mike. Does not have a frame of reference because just being there with a brand new attraction open, he chose to skip it. Richard, I gave kind of a preview of it by playing some audio I, I had so he could get an idea of what was happening. Attraction. That would be one of my first attractions. Right. On the sure. other hand, Epcot's most recently updated attraction, O Canada, embraces the worst convention of Eisner era theme park films. Okay, so they're pulling out all the, the scapegoats right now. The new version of O Canada is heavily scripted. Now, Richard and I talked about this before. What script isn't heavily scripted? Every attraction has a a script, so how can it be heavily scripted? But back to the thing. As opposed to the spontaneous. It's heavily scripted with sitcom-style writing. An example. That's spontaneous. Okay, sometimes I do get a little excited about curling, but who doesn't? Okay. And what's funny is we were in the film, and I'm like, is that a sport? <laughs> Somebody turned around and says, yes, it's a sport. Um, it's a Canadian. It's an Olympic sport. <laughs> and self-referential uh, non-jokes. Keep your hands and arms inside the country at all times. Which were kind of funny the first time we heard them 18 years ago, Robin Williams, keep your hands and arms inside the theater until it comes to a complete stop in the original version of the Magic Kingdom animation the Magic of Disney studio. Animation at Magic. the studio. The writers at WDI haven't just fallen into a rut. They've embraced a quasi-artistic movement, post-modernism, 
that is a complete antithesis of everything guests found appealing about Disney theme parks in the first place. Now that you know that thing about leaving the world of today and entering the world of tomorrow, uh, yesterday, tomorrow, and fantasy. Now, Richard and I discussed that applies to one theme, well, actually two theme parks. Well, but one, one, at Disney one, world. one, one theme park in each of the resorts. Yes, good. that's a good way to put it, Richard. That, that whole thing of leaving the world of today and entering the world of yesterday, tomorrow, and fantasy only applies to the uh, magic the mass- kingdom. kingdom. Yes. As he so, smacks my, excuse uh, me, uh, I'm smacking the top of the table. <laughs> um, how long will it be before we get the first theme park film that makes reference to the theme park film convention of referencing the theme park experience? I know. With all the celebrity faces and current <coughs> references, can you bet this particular theme park film, a film age, as a as well as a beaver tail with extra maple butter sitting out in the Florida sun? <laughs> That's kind of a not pretty sight. Now, what the hell's a beaver tail? You don't know what a beaver tail is? Sounds like some sort of pastry. Well, you're good. And how many times have you been to Epcot? Have you ever seen that first pavilion on the right side as you come from uh, Future World? No, he hasn't. I eat in the steakhouse there. A beaver tail is sold over in the Canadian pavilion. It's kind of, picture it this way. It's it's a pastry. It's like a churro that's been squished. I'm sorry, it just sounds wrong. Did you get a beaver tail? <laughs> I got uh, a beaver tail. <laughs> sadly enough, I don't. <laughs> <coughs> now, let's intercede and stop here again. What did Disneyland do when it first opened? How many current on-TV themes and actors were used regularly in the park? Guy Williams, Guy Best Williams, Zorro, yeah, Parker. Currently David on TV, <laughs> pop culture <clears throat> stuff. So why is it wrong now, and why is it di- an Eisner era thing? Well, I can understand. Okay. Well, all right. How about the fact that when you know, Fess Parker is no longer a Disney thing. He disappears from the park. Orange, well, I'd say Zorro still has some sort of references in Disneyland, but, you know, there's no attraction built around him. Wait, wait, wait. Didn't we have something called the Davy Crockett Explorer Canoes? We had the Davy they're Crockett. Called, and we had El, El Zocalo Park in the middle of Frontierland. Yeah. I, I said Zocalo is a minor reference to, to Zorro, but it's... What are the canoes called now? They're just called the Explorer they, Canoes, aren't they? Or the Adventure they, Canoes or something? Well, they Davy were Crockett eventually Explorer the Indian canoes. War Canoes, and they went to the Davy Crockett, the Davy Explorer. Crockett Explorer Canoes. Oh, so, so there's a Davy Crockett reference, maybe okay, not Fess Parker there, directly. But. They were the Indian War Canoes back then. Originally. Yeah, but Davy Crockett was the first big hit show from the Disneyland series, too. So okay. that's why you had to have Davy Crockett. There. Well, I'm yeah, thinking, yeah. he used current actors from... Yes, but they're not, but the, they're not still... They're, you're not seeing their face. Well, I mean, you can't you can't equate the, the film show. O Canada with Martin Short's big old face but, to the Davy Crockett Explorer news. But wait a second, yes, we can thing. because here's here's. But remember, the big they thing. weren't Davy Crockett at the time that. But here, here here's here's the thing though when you when you see when you see the opening of the show, and you you got to like Greg said, he gave me a heads up on this with some some of the uh, show that was already on here. It goes up with this whole big, you know. Magnificent narrator voice saying the great, great white north where it snows 365. And then Martin Short comes in and he says, talk about my Canada, because Martin Short does come from Ontario. And That's fine. 
and he's introducing it as his candidate, and that's why he's the host of it, which I, in my mind, is perfectly relevant to the entire show. You know, you could go 20 years in Martin Short. See, this was kind of a question for our Canadian friends, too. How relevant is Martin Short currently in Canada? Or will he always be relevant because he's an export that's done well in their neighbor country, which well, not just in the United States, but he's also done well in Europe, and his movies have done well in Europe. Well, as forget well. that. We're talking about. But, I mean, he's a worldwide it, right, note. but we're talking about I, Canadian in an American theme park, uh, representing his country. You know, I think they'd have done better to take somebody from Canadian history. Okay, you know, what they, you're going to say is do what they did in the China Pavilion, a fictional character with a modern uh, Chinese actor. Yes. And do it that way. Because Richard said, well, what if they did, um, redid China using Jackie, Jackie Chan? Chan? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, hey, no one in the United States takes Jackie Chan seriously, right? He's a comic. Well, does anybody take Martin Short seriously, especially after no, the comic? No, no. <laughs> no, but, you know. <laughs> I took him seriously ever since Inner Space. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Inner space. No, no, seriously, Wonders of China is the better way to do it. Your your guide is somebody who talks about his land, but he's an everyman. Okay? But if Canada wanted to identify with some somebody from, you know, this is a this is a, uh, a renowned Canadian, somebody that's important to us would be a, a figure from history, a la Mark Twain and Ben Franklin in American you Adventure. I think that um, the the bureau or whatever they call Canadian it of tourism Canadian bureau. tourism didn't have some say in this because I understood that the Canadian I'm sure they did. I'm sure they, I, uh, had something to do with the film being done. That's why I'm saying, um, yes, Martin Short has a tie to Disney. He's done stuff in the past. I would have preferred maybe to see a Dan Aykroyd or somebody that's a little more favorable in my mind uh, to Canada. But there's a shitload of Canadian actors. Well. Stop there. I'll take the chick from Lost, but she would be <laughs> less relevant because after she's done with Lost, I'm guessing she's you're not going to see her much. Much again, no. But you got people like Dan Aykroyd, um, Martin Short. Uh, unfortunately, John Candy's pushing up daisies, uh, but there's a whole plethora. They could have went with William Shatner. Uh, there's a there's a lot of people you could have gone with. So how? See, I, see, actually, I think Bill, you know, Bill Shatner has more. Going for him as a representative of Canada than Martin Short, you could take him serious. Okay, wait, but maybe maybe the other thing is Shatner lives here now. Does Martin Short live here? Does he still reside? Is he I have still no idea. Canadian. But uh, these are those questions we want to throw out to the Canadians. But and, to go and, and I thought and I thought Eric Idle was a Brit. I don't think he was a Canuck. No, he is a Brit, but they're referring to. But the well, no, reference no, no, no. in Remember, here is that this, he's. Being... This starts out because of the new Canadian film and what they're saying. Oh, then they're talking about all the other people in there. Okay, yeah, yeah. which which brings us to our larger point: Is it? Do we consider Disney is in a quote unquote rut using quote unquote B list actors right. on these uh, semi artistic well, quasi okay, okay. things? Here, here's yeah, all right. Here to see Eric Idle is in my mind a B rate. Is Whoopi Goldberg a B rate? A B list actor. I don't know. Well, I don't look at look at the uh, California film that she's had. What Golden about Dreams? It? I mean, would you consider that the this quasi artistic film that they're? I, hold, to I hate the whole 
California goddess thing, but that's just me. The film, but I like the, the, film. film. the film itself is good. Well, it's not quite as good since people aren't blowing up on, on film and stuff. And you don't see any naked boobies anymore. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But overall, yeah. the film is done well. It's a nice little uh, clip it of Amer- or, uh, California history. Um, now, is that, the, I couldn't remember, is that the only thing uh, Gold, uh, Whoopi's done for um, I'm trying to think. Disney films? I think. Yeah, I think that's it. I think that's pretty much it. I do not review. I mean, they go in and they talk about like um, Gilbert Godfrey, and of course, we know what abomination they've done with the the Tiki Room and, under and new him. management. Yeah, and they talk about the TV MTV generation. They can't pay attention over thirty seconds, so they need these little you know quick lines and um, uh, and they go in and talk about Circle Vision films are inherently a visceral experience. That's I agree. Point. You, the audience, get a 360-degree view of a breathtakingly beautiful place that you'd like to visit. Great circle vision films like America the Beautiful flow like music. They don't stumble like a bad sitcom plot. And so Richard and I had this pondry last time. Let's say after 5, 10 years, because the first Canadian film went 25 years. Doggone close to it, yeah. America the Beautiful went 15, 20 years. From 66 to But those 84. films started to age themselves, not because of any narrator, but simply because you're still in 1960s cars, skylines that have changed, yeah. uh, things like and, that. And so, part of it is I, this visceral experience. I have to somewhat disagree with it because, yeah, your first America the Beautiful film was... For the most part, a travelogue, just showing off the well, different Well, you got to go back to Circa-Rama to go really Circa-Rama. get a start. But you take a look at the one that they replaced it with, uh, American Journeys, that was more of telling a story. Now, in that case, they had uh, several... Peter, Peter Coyote. Well, Peter, they um, had several narrators, in yes. it, including Peter Coyote. They don't, they don't have a single person that has any quote-unquote FaceTime. Like yeah, nobody Short had has. FaceTime. <laughs> but the thing is, is, oh, Canada, again, we're looking at maybe, you know... The, Travel Bureau thought this would be great to have Martin Short carry the whole film, and I thought he did an excellent job uh, listening, watching the little bit that I saw of it, and, but listening to the show, I thought okay, he did it off very well. You don't, you don't think Disney went to the Canada Canadian Tourism Board and said, "Okay, we're going to make this film again. We want your blessing, and this is how we think it should be done." Oh, they very well. Canada can say yay or nay, but you know, are they are, are they going to fight the supposed experts? Well, well, I think Disney probably went in and they said, "This is what we'd like to do, and this is what our thoughts. What are your thoughts on it?" And they'd go, "Okay." As far as the spokesperson, they, they, I don't think they, they had a, I don't think the Canadian Tourism Board said you need to put Martin Short in that. I don't think that happened. Well, what I'm thinking, Disney no, went to them and said, "We'd like to say Martin Short," and they go, "Oh, yeah, he's good." That's no, I totally I, agree. They probably good, approved eh? what they were showing. You know, uh, they've got some great little uh, snippets of the whole gamut from Huddies to um, Indians to, you know, the average Canadian. So they... <clears throat> Dinner disagreeing with you, isn't it? No, it just happens to come up in the most inopportune times. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not really sure I remember eating that particular one. Gosh. Uh, <laughs> So, okay, here's the question. Now let's say it's gone to 10 years, and we really think Martin Short's not relevant. There's a lot of people who don't think he's relevant now at this point, but 
I would have to disagree that he may not be an A-list, but really, what the fuck is wrong with a good B-list actor? They're almost implying because they're on the B-list, they stink. No, yeah, no, 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 no. But see, you got to read, you got to read the, his thesis and the summation of his position there, because that's why the B-list actor is dangerous. And that's well, that summation is these shows are going to be around for a long time, so timelessness and sincerity are essential. Any attempt at hip and edgy always falls flat for Disney and especially at Epcot. And you know, under new management is a classic example Not of Netflix. trying to make something uh, hip and edgy and it's hey, crap. Rob, would you consider Robin Williams a B-list? Because I sure wouldn't. No, no. But what's Robin Williams in anymore? Um, more adult fare or... No, Disney. What what Disney attraction is Robin Williams hosting, hosting now? Oh, he's not in anything now that I can no. think. Yeah, he was a lost boy for the original animation tour. Right, but what I'm saying is awesome. they're they're using him as part of an example of, of something. No, no. They're saying that he did it 18 years ago. When they do it over now, it's just not good. That was his point. That's why Robin Williams is included. You know, I did read this about Robin Williams. He was so grateful. Richard and I had this conversation also about how Disney resurrected many uh, actors' careers. Bette Midler, uh, Richard Dreyfuss, uh, Danny DeVito, uh, Robin Williams. And Robin Williams was so grateful that when it came to doing the genie, he did it at scale. Sure. He could have demanded a shitload of money, and he, he didn't because he was grateful to Disney for the chance they gave him, uh, uh, you know, years ago with with Good Morning Vietnam and, and all those films. Well, let's take, let's let's go to another show. Let's go over to the Imagination Pavilion and oh wait wait no we forgot the, oh. the, the the not real little tangent but take the American the Canadian films five years down the road and we're like okay this this is dated this just doesn't we don't we don't get these jokes anymore. Could you take the film? Uh, edit out Martin Short's FaceTime, which is just at the beginning and at the end. No, of the there's film. there's little. No, uh, it's not. It's not just beginning and end. There are uh, little a, things like little. They show how that everybody is on skates and play hockey. Here's the little the little hockey league. Oh, there's little Mar- Marty Short, you know, and I play in hockey, and he shows up in his you know uniform on ice. Okay, you could edit. You could re-edit that film and take some of that stuff out, and people wouldn't even know it was missing. You could still have him as the voiceover without FaceTime, and I think it would still work. I personally didn't think it was that bad. Yeah, it's a little different. It's not as serene as um, some of the other Circle Vision films, but then Circle Vision has, contrary to what this purist website is saying, has lost the interest of a lot of people. My kids are like, oh, do we got to stand through that? They're they're (laughs) bored with it. This little hippie, edgier thing actually might help with some of the, the younger sort. Uh, I love Canadian or the um, the French film. I like the uh, Chinese. Chinese film, but I gotta say I, I kind of like the Canadian film also. I the old one to me was fine, but it was looking dated. Uh, I don't think it's that bad, and I get this impli- this that they're implying on this website that B-list actors just aren't worth employing. No, that's not what they're saying. Well, they're sure downgrading a B-list actor. You know, it's a long well, list of theme park films starring B-list celebrities making postmodern, 
non-diegetic comments about subjects someone what does that mean non-diegetic non-diegetic I, I didn't look uh, it up i'm just repeating the, the yeah yeah i see it i was didn't okay the well, sludge my, and my, my, bilge that these guys are uh yeah, but here here's a, here's an example the quasi-artistic movement postmodernism. yeah a lot of people like postmodernism. so i'm not know, one of them but uh, i wouldn't consider it last year for my trip to Disney World, we Wonders of Life was open, and we went to saw went to saw went to see uh, Cranium Command. Yep. Charles Grodin's in that. Yep. He plays uh, right brain or left brain, brain rather. John Lovitz is playing B-list the other side. Actors. What's that? B list actors. Oh, I okay. don't even think they made the B list. I'm sorry. George Went from Cheers is playing the stomach. Yeah. Um. Hans and Franz, that's Dana Carvey and Kevin Nealon are playing Hans and Franz, the heart. Yep. That right, that little bit right there, that's dated. It's very relevant when Cranium Command came out. You know, the two guys pump you up. They're playing, you know, they're doing the heart. They're pumping the heart. But when you look at it now, it's like, uh, okay, they're doing the heart. Why, why are they talking funny? Okay. But let's back <laughs> why are they up? dressed like that? Okay. But is that partly because we know what that was from 20 years ago? A young kid, I mean, I look at what's on Nickelodeon crap um, and some of these kids' <laughs> networks. Nickelodeon crap. That's funny. <laughs> and the stuff these kids laugh at is a load of horse shit. <laughs> but yeah, I'm not so sure that they might not find that funny because it's like watching um, uh, My Fairy Godparents. Wow. And the, 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 have you ever seen that one? The fairy, fairly odd parents, fairly oh, yeah. odd parents which is yeah. actually kind of funny. The big muscle uh, fairy talks like Schwarzenegger. Yeah, yeah. It, we get that. Does they just they just well, think it's some guy who talks funny? Yeah, yeah. So, oh, but does that mean it's irrelevant now? Because yeah. here's know. a tangent. Have, have you seen the fairly odd parents where they were going through all the channels and they did the animation and the styles of the cartoons they were in, and but they had different names. No, I don't think I saw that one. Oh my gosh! So they, you know, they, they go to Speed Racer, right? He's Speed Racer, but <laughs> but it's not called Speed Racer. It's called you know Fast Driver or something like that. But it's full on the animation. Looks like it. Speed I, Racer. They I, did um, running sideways with big huge eyes and all that. Yeah, yeah. They did Batman. They did. They did. What is it? Oh, uh, Flintstones, Jetsons. They did all these classic cartoons where they're flipping through the channels, but they had different names. Instead uh, of Flintstones, it was, Family Guy uh, has done something like that too. Uh, and it, it was, you know, so I'm watching. I'm laughing, and my kids, why are you watching this? Because I used to watch all these cartoons. But that, that kind of goes on to the whole thing with Cranium Command. Okay, you got Hans and Franz. Yeah, it's dated to the uh, Saturday Night Live skit, but the kids will still find it funny today because of the California governor. And everything they don't know what the Saturday Night Live stuff is, but yeah, it's these well, that's, bound guys. Okay, but, again, but, but it's the quirkiness. The, kids, re- the, kids respond to that weird quirky. The quirk. Yeah, sure, sure. But the point, the whole point of why it's Hans and Franz, right? We're here to pump you up. Yeah, we, okay, that means nothing. We, that means nothing. But that doesn't mean that the kids won't get won't that get something as something out they, of it. it. You know, it's it's like any good writing. It, it when you're doing good writing is. It's going to be funny on several different levels. What the kids are going to laugh at is going to be different than yeah, what you I and I are going to I bet you anything that the veggie, veggie, fruit, fruit thing that we kind of found <laughs> funny years ago, the Would kids might look at that going, you know, that's really corny and stupid. Ah, uh, maybe. We've discussed this. Sometimes what we like is a lot of 
nostalgia, the nostalgia for the time but, yeah. and the age. We turned on, of all things, the Partridge family was on TV oh my last gosh. night. We stopped to watch it thinking, will this hold us? You know, we can watch oh. I Love Lucy reruns anytime. Those things have held their. Yeah, but see, that's classic writing, at the, at, well, you know. Well, so, I, I'll you know, go with the same thing. It lost we go to the Partridge family, and I actually was kind of surprised at how many adult innuendos <laughs> of sex was in that thing that. <laughs> Went right <laughs> over my head when I was a kid and saw. But we're like, had right. to keep mom and dad like, tuned in. Oh I don't believe this. Plus, you know, what's her name was pretty hot too. The daughter, the daughter, Susan Day. Yeah, she's uh, still pretty good. I went on to LA Law and became yeah. a. But you know, but, you know, like, on that same token, I look at Lost Space, which I loved when I was a kid, and then I was watching it when KTLA had their retrospect. It was one of my favorite episodes of Lost in Space, and I'm looking, I'm going. Okay, it was a lot better when I remember this 30 years ago. See, actually, I could do a lot better with that than turning on something like Chips, which I thought was really cool. Oh, oh cool. God, we watched like, Chips. Oh, uh, now, now turning it on, you're like, this is excruciating. Or, or remember, that, <laughs> ex- remember that extremely serious one, Emergency, on how great that was. And Actually, that one I could awesome. go back and watch. That's can, classic yeah. for me. Adam 12, same thing. I can watch that. Oh. Because Emergency was a spinoff of that show. Chips? No. No, no, That was, that <laughs> was on it. They had the 80s leggings and the roller disco stuff, and it was just, oh, oh gosh. Yeah, and they almost reminded me <laughs> of the cops and uh, Wild Hogs. <laughs> have you seen Wild Did, Hogs? No, not seen Wild Hogs. Uh, oh, I'm thinking of Reno 911. There's, 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 you know, there, you know what the story of Hog, the Wild Hogs is. They're yeah. out on their guys' weekend, but there's they keep running into this chipper guy that his uniform is just a tad too tight, his <laughs> sleeves are just a tad too short, and he just likes that motorcycle and the other guys on the motorcycle just a little too much. <laughs> uh, but anyways, back to the show. When when I don't even put Gilbert Godfrey and Eric Idle in the same class as Ellen, Robin Williams, and uh, Marty, uh, I just, Gilbert Godfrey just drives me fucking insane. Um <laughs> Hit. What? What's wrong with this? What? Okay, it worked <laughs> for, for Iago. That's about the only thing in my life other than the one Beverly Hills cop. When yeah. he had a small... What would it take for you to forget this? Yeah. What would it take to be this every forget? What? What's going on over here? <laughs> but it's like the guy, the other one you Where, mentioned. That... It's, it's, it's a side character. It's not the lead yeah. character. It's like the other guy you just talked about. I think it's, it's the right one, and he was in the original Police Academy. And he's got that weird voice, too. Um, usually long, straggly hair, and he's um, oh, uh, Bobcat Goldway. Yes, that's another <laughs> one that you know. It can only take him for a few seconds, but to carry something, and, forget it. And Nikki Cox married him. They're divorced Who? now. Nikki but, Cox, but she married him. Uh, you ever heard of, oh, well. heard a thing about a stallion? No. Oh, well. Okay. So I can't. I still can't believe Mike didn't see this. Brand new, dude! Show. I tell you, I, I missed. I missed a lot of stuff. Well, I'm, tell me I'm, what other things you missed. I just really got to know. All right, let's see. Let me start Magic Kingdom. So, Big Thunder went on. Big Thunder went on. Splash went to Tom Sawyer's Island. Didn't do Country Bears. Rode the train. Papa uh, uh, went on the mansion. Skipped oh, okay. Peter stop, Pan. stop! 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 What did you think of the mansion rehab? Oh, I liked it. I, the sound definitely could tell the sound. <laughs> I mean, did you catch when you went into the stretching room how the doors creaked 
And yes. Oh, yes. That was awesome. You know, the thing stretching. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm really trying to watch to see. Can I really tell if the rate, the ceiling's raising? You know, and I just got distracted by the as the as the room stretches. That that but was. Did you notice how the ghost host didn't just change speakers. He moved. Oh yeah, yeah. No, no. I I caught all that. A little whoosh when he goes up into being hung. You no, I didn't catch that. that? Oh, okay. No, no. The stair did room you, was cool. Stair room was cool. Did, did you did you notice that the new hallway is more similar to ours? Yes, um, yes. You know, we ride, you ride down it. You know, the. Um, I did notice. I seen. I seemed to believe that their bride was a little bit clearer. The projection was clearer. Yeah, you know, so you could see her. Now, were all of the pictures working? Because when I was there, the pictures weren't working yet. They all yes, had no yes. heads on. Yes, they were. The heads were going on and off. Now, on the on the on the good or on another note, I actually thought in some areas they didn't do enough. The graveyard, uh, you know, they didn't really clean much up there. I didn't think, but the sound was clear though. Sound, was not muffled sound, oh, yeah, compared to how bad it was uh, before. So okay, so good. You like that? Glad. Okay. If he, if skipped. That, I all right, that. so I skipped. Um, I skipped uh, Small World, Peter Pan, Pooh. We didn't do that. We did Carousel. You did 20K? <laughs> yeah, we went into 20K. Oh, that <laughs> my, that's a pile of poo now. Yeah, my kids walk into 20K and they come out like they're missing. That's all for little kids. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. Um, did uh, did Feel Hard Magic, of course. He says, uh, of see. course, but he skipped a Canadian film. Yeah, well, you know, got to know your audience. Um, did you do the? Did you do MILF? Did you get some MILF? Yes, yes, did MILF. Couldn't get the kids Monster, to go and stitch again. Monsters yep. Inc. Laugh Floor. Okay. What hey. WBIA idiot? Uh, <laughs> you need to talk. Up. If you talk to Earl, oh, we also found out at Podfest. We have to mention Earl in every show, so keeps him listening. He's oh. afraid that he's afraid that we'll make rip on him or make fun of him or something. So he's got to listen to make sure we don't. Well, the thing him is, too much. he's got a memory of a, I don't know, short term. He's this yeah. generation we're you talking about, about right it, now. Right? Because by the time he but, gets back to the house to make a comment yeah. on the, the thread, he's forgot what he was supposed to make a comment on. That's right. But, yeah, no, Earl's got a, Earl's got a special place in his heart for the, for the Imagineer for MILF. But, yeah. <laughs> does. Does, yeah. So, no, we, I watched MILF. The kids didn't, you know, didn't find it all that funny. Yeah. They were, they were more laughing when I got... Put on the big screen. That oh, was their you got, highlight. You got picked out on the big screen, huh? I got you, picked for a lot of crap this trip. Are you the one I got, that you kept going back to that guy, that guy? Because no, 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 that no, that guy was like three rows up for me. I was Sully. Oh. You know, the first act comes out and tells the Monster Inc. story. I was Sully, um, but I got picked for a lot of stuff. I got, uh, I was in the uh, World Showcase Players in UK. I was their Bob Scratchit for their telling of Christmas Carol. I got picked to be the mechanic on the backlot tour. I got picked to be an indie. <laughs> I got, I got yeah, on MILF. You don't just get picked for indie. You got to be jumping up, putting your hand up for indie. Okay, well, we went during extra magic hours, and my family's like, "Oh, they're looking people. Raise your hand." Okay, why not? <laughs> so I, I said, "Sure, I'll do it." I got to be the guy that they did. They, they changed the laugh for everybody. You know. Um, so, uh, what else? I, so like I said, I missed a lot of stuff, uh, Tomorrowland. So we didn't do, didn't go up to Orbiter, didn't do Stitch, didn't do Carousel of Progress. So I was very bummed about that. <laughs> Went on Space, Buzz, MILF. That's pretty much it for Magic Kingdom. 
Epcot skipped energy, skipped Mission Space, went on test track like five times, did Living with the Land, did Nemo, did Turtle Talk, skipped Imagination, skipped well, Canada. The Imagination Attraction? Yeah. No loss there. Yeah, I know. We went on Maelstrom, went on Grand Fiesta Tour. What do you think of uh, that, by the way? You know, I liked it. I just kind of missed the... Uh, the, 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 the original? Yeah, yeah, but the dude's trying to sell you shit as you roll, as that, you roll that, by them on the boats. That was the one I really liked. That part always made me laugh. Yeah. Uh, so That's what's so funny. <laughs> but, you know, but I made, you know, I caught wishes. I caught twice wishes twice. Once from Mohana's, once from inside the park. Caught Illuminations. Did American Adventure. Um, that's about uh, you know. You mentioned American Adventures. I um, and this is totally totally off subject from our our. Well, actually, there's a tangent that takes us back to the Canadian film. You know, when I was there at Fat and Happy, I was with two Canadians, and one of them had never been to the park before, and so I was asking her a lot of questions. What she thought of this and thought of that, and she made an interesting observation. After I think it was after the American Adventure, but and she may have to get on the boards to to really express it correctly. But Richard and I kind of talked about this. She thought that we used really played up conflict and war in our portrayals of anything patriotic, or you know, you go to the Hall of Presidents and it, it's. That one is heavily based on the Civil War, and War. but uh-huh. that's not Revolutionary War. You go to the American Adventure, and War's every major thing major is 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 war. Now you go to the China Pavilion, and their film is a really emphasis on the people. And you go to the to France, they emphasize people quite a bit too. Though a lot of it's just landscape. You go to the Canadian film, new or old, they really emphasize the people, show a lot of pictures of the people. Now, granted, at the end of the American Venture, there's a big collage of all the people, but even in that collage, you see the modern TV wars. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I was trying, I don't remember if I said this to her, I've been thinking it, Richard and I talked about it, is probably we more than many, many countries, if not almost all countries in the world, have defined ourselves, in my opinion, by what we've overcome in most of these great battles. The Civil War, well, go back to Revolutionary War, had never really been done. You know, we, we became independent from the mother country, started our own country. So, se- so that was pretty We traumatic, separated ourselves you know? by force rather than let the mother country give us the blessing. So that was pretty traumatic. That's a big event for us. You get to the, the Civil War, and up to the Civil War, I think you could argue that we weren't a cohesive country. We were like 13 countries that had commerce and some, wow. some common interests, but we, we didn't have really a federalized central system like we had after the Civil War. So the Civil War, in a way, tied us back together. I, I had a history professor that, said, that referred to the Civil War as the defining completion of the Revolution because that was what determined where the state rights were going to be and where the federal rights were going to be. It was kind of the completion. Yeah, of yeah that, that's a good way of looking it at it. it. Okay. Uh, of course, World War One and Two, we you know, kind of came out well, of our don't ice. Don't forget the Spanish-American War. I will forget the Spanish-American War for a second. The War of 1812 uh, also. Where, 
1812 was an 1812 is part of is just an extension of the Revolutionary Revolutionary War. War. That was when Britain tried to reinvade the United States. Fine and true, but it's known as the War of 1812, even though not the War of an of extension of the Revolutionary War. It's known as the War of 1812. That if we lost, we'd all be uh, having okay. Fine and dandy, but we don't look at it in the history books as you know. You don't look at comma. Okay, all right. Get to the point. 1812. You, you go to the two two world wars. We we've, uh, we've come out of our isolationist more in World War Two that really establishes as a world power. Of course, Korea um, and then Vietnam became the civil rights kind of war that a lot of things came out of the protest against the civil war. I mean, uh, uh, well, Vietnam it, War. It kind of defined on where our limits were going to be on what we were going to do. Is say, does executive power extend to that, or can't? You know, what are the purposes? Do we just keep going? Right, but it really, that was a traumatic and changing time for our country. So a and, lot of our... our forget, yeah. And don't forget, before World War One, you know, the Great White Fleet and showing of arms. Well, that was Teddy Roosevelt's... Uh, yes, his, but that's, that's foreign got, policy. Got, we, had, we had Marines in China. Policy. Yeah. You know, yeah. But, you know we, we haven't sat back and waited for a lot of things to happen, though and things have happened and we've responded to it. But it's not that we're a country of warmongers, but I think a lot of jumps in um, major world history and American history have all been around the conclusions or actions of these military battles and wars. Our conflict, yeah. And if you're from a country that uh, and I'm not trying to degrade Canada because they have been a great ally, except for maybe taking all the, the rejects that ran away from the draft in the <laughs> Vietnam War, but that's a whole other discussion. Uh, they've been a great ally in all the major conflicts we've had in the world, and they're good neighbors, but except they, the they haven't. Yeah, we're not going back that <laughs> quite that far. Um, now you've totally made me lose my train of thought. Hey, they're a great ally, you know, except for draft dodgers. The, yeah, they haven't had to define themselves or prove themselves necessarily through war. No, because they're still they're still they still considered part of the aren't they still considered part of the United Kingdom? Uh, no, no, they still, no. The uh, Queen granted uh, Canada independence in 1982. But they're still okay. part of the British I Commonwealth. Think, yeah, I think they play. Okay, that's it. All right, they so they some benefit back to her. Well, they're right. part of the British Commonwealth. Yeah, but they don't. But they don't use British currency. They carry their own passports. But then right. you got Quebec, that still considers yeah. itself a French colony. Yeah, good for them. But you know, we we carried. Well, that's okay. That's know, like Santa Monica and, and uh, Northern <laughs> California to the rest of the country yeah. here. So. <laughs> I mean, you could say that you know the Allies' effort was basically in the back of. Uh, England, Berkeley, that's what and I was to say. the United States. Though we can't, uh, don't forget, don't we, forget the Soviet Union. What? Oh, yeah, yeah, you're <laughs> right. Uh, but you can't discount, you know, the Canadian, the Australians, and everybody else. That yeah, they all had people that died. Yes, but, but they were help. They were helping us. They weren't. They uh, were helping uh, parent countries. Uh, you yeah. Canada, as Canada, never fought a war. They fought a war for Great Britain. Whether both in World War One and World War Two, they fought for Great Britain. Uh, Australia came in again, the same thing. They fought, although Australia in World War Two had a lot more at stake because they they had the threat of Japanese invasion. Oh, again, a lot closer than a lot of people think, too. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
but at the at the but at the same token, by the time that was really coming up, all your most of your Australian uh, soldiers were already in Europe fighting for again Great Britain, and that was one of the big reasons why it wasn't that Australia wasn't able to fight, why America had to step up to it. It's just most of us Australia's forces were already in Europe. Ah, when, they're most likely German mercenaries wearing kilts. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, I, you take a look at some of the countries, though. Let's take uh, France, for example. Yeah, the, the film spends a lot of time on the French countryside and everything. But if you go over there, there's a lot of monuments to defining moments in the wars that from Napoleon and prior to Napoleon right up to World War II. There's a lot of monuments in there, and there's a lot of but I, French put a lot of. But her her comment is is somewhat. Well, I don't want to say somewhat valid because it was very valid to her. Um, no, I think it's valid. Period. Yeah, we not we have not let's say moved on, but we still define ourselves by a lot of um, of those things because we can't seem to put behind us. You know, I, I'd say the Revolutionary War and the Civil War to me are, are some of the the bigger points of our history, though. The world was shaped by really World War One and World War Two uh, for us for what how we live today. But uh, you know, it's but I, but I I know where you're going for on on the battle, and and I let me put it in this manner: the battles that you were mentioning, the the key points that we always talk about, they were defining moments in our character as a country, as as a as a national characteristic because they were kind of do or die situations, whether it was the revolution, whether it was the civil war, whether it was world war two, they were kind of do or die situations for us as a national character. Yeah. But for instance, in the China film, you don't, they don't make a big part of how they fought off Japan in world war two. Um, Canada doesn't talk about how they might've, um, uh, been building a large amount of aircraft for, uh, English. I'm not sure that they did. I just remember a film I saw about the the first mock. I think it's Mach two fighter that Canada had before anybody else. Um, I forgot what the program was called, but anyways, uh, they you know the other films, the French film, they don't put an emphasis on what's really in the past. They go back to just look at us, look at our heritage, look at our people. But heritage is the past, and in China, yeah, but they don't emphasize Japan, the war. Japan, the war with Japan. I mean, any war, the Hundred Year War is a flash in the pan when you consider that China has about almost 3,000 years worth of written right. history. But again, look at the film. <laughs> they don't define themselves by, you know, the Mongol herds or the, they define themselves by the diversity of the people in their lands. Right. And the beauty of their lands. And they, you know, with us, we don't, you know, America, the beautiful or American journeys was much more of a travelogue in the, in the sense of what, uh, Reflections of China and O Canada are, and we've chose to do our pavilion. When you look at all the other pavilions, even Norway, they go back. You know, they talk a little bit about the Vikings, but not so much how what the Vikings did to the rest of the people around them. Um, no, the main thrust of the Maelstrom is trolls, trolls, trolls. Yeah. It was it's their mystery. <laughs> it's their you know uh, <laughs> yeah. Mexico. You know, they didn't get off on how they you know crushed the indigenous people and. Uh, and Wait, all. no, 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 no. Now, Mexico didn't crush the indigenous people. That's, Mexico that's, were the indigenous people that got crushed by the by, Spaniards. By the well, Spaniards. Uh, the Mexicans Mexico have become a the, hybrid of the interbreeding of the Spanish and the indigenous yes. people. Uh, but they don't go into a lot of, you know, it's just about the people and 
It's like a travel film. Come see our country. Near here in America, it's like come see us and look. We kicked ass here. We kicked ass well, there. No, we, you know, okay. I, I think, but you're, you're already in the United States, so what are they, why would no, it be I, a travel? <laughs> why do we make a California theme park in California? <laughs> I think <laughs> one of the things though is you, you brought it up with American Journeys. American Journeys has that. It really doesn't mention anything. But you take a look at uh, the American Adventure, and I think in uh, the narration between uh, Mark Twain and uh, Ben Franklin, they talk about that these are the key forces that the key points of what has been called the American heritage, the American adventure. And it, okay, yeah, those were major aspects, but they're not the only aspects of the show. You got the depression that's in the show. You have the centennial celebration. So what brought, what brought us out of the depression? Granted, but we were also, <laughs> let's let put it this way. We were already in route out of the depression. This just forced upon us quite a bit sooner. But it uh, mentions the Centennial show. It mentions um, uh, what was there? There's another key point of uh, American inv- invention, inventiveness that was also mentioned in there too. Uh, well, you have the big, uh, like you said, the, uh, the Centennial, Centennial show. But then other than that, no, it's it's Rivet. Uh, Rosie the Riveter. R- Rosie the Riveter. It's, it's uh, I mean, that, that's you know, it's wait, it's, no, no, Kate. Okay. You're talking about all the tableaus in 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 uh, American Adventure. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So there's Washington and Valley Forge. But that's war. Revolution. Yes. There's there's the brothers arguing. War. For the photographer, Civil War. Yes. Yeah, so I'm I'm backing you up. Right. There was no World War One, but there was Rosie for World War Two. Right. And then then there was then during the uh, montage sequence, there's a brief. Some Vietnam. Brief Vietnam and brief uh, Gulf War One. Desert Storm, yeah. Desert Storm. Um, but you know that montage <coughs> is kind of what some of the other films have um, more, you know, done a little differently than than the other films. But you could also say, let's <clears throat> say for Canada, other than our really kind of lame invasion of uh, was it Quebec during the Revolutionary War? Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. Canada hasn't really been threatened per se like we did at Pearl Harbor um, things like that uh, the, the only uh, threat Canada had was during the colonial days when you had the English when we were threatening them. well what, no it wasn't, it wasn't the United States well, well we did during the Revolution we, we as English colonies but when, it, when you had the French Indian War when you had the uh, French and the English battling who was going to rule, rule the roost in the Americas. Yeah, but not yeah, not in the modern like we're looking at from our point of the Revolutionary War. Starting you know, from the Revolution that American us Revolution as a country, forward. And then, you know, like I say the War of eighteen twelve made sure we stayed a country. Then you had the Revolutionary War that you might say finished all the, the issues War. of the yeah. or so you know. So in a lot of ways we we are defined by uh, all these great strives that we've had. But you could like the great say, struggles. You could go to the the French film. There's nothing about the uh uh, their revolution. There is one. What they talk about the Bastille, because that was that that was the whole that was one of the big huge bases of the French Revolution was. Yeah, but it's not put in the same light as it is in with the our American viewpoint. Film. But that that could be very different view from uh, French. Okay, people. we're we're pretty clear that we show guns and blowing up and, <laughs> and heavy artillery yes, noise and stuff like that. Yes, we do. They don't. They play very classical they, they show French the ba- music. They show the Bastille and they talk about. <laughs> now, the if they were showing guillotines ones. and all that, I'd be very happy. Yeah. And 
Oh, oh yeah, recreate a recreate cake. a head heading. Yeah. Yeah, let them eat cake. So much for edutainment, right? <laughs> Reggutainment? Yeah. For, no, I said so much for edutainment. Yeah, they're going to show beheadings. Yeah, beheadings. But I'm talking about redutainment, all the blood and good. So, you know, uh, I, I may not have expressed well what S's uh, thoughts were because I was very curious of what I. No, but it's an interesting concept that, that she noticed. That, other country, you know, what's your defining moments? Of, you know, you want to sit through, you know, 39 presidents. I'm not going to sure I want to sit through all your prime ministers. If they had a similar show of, yeah. you know, meet the prime minister, and you know, here we start off. Okay, we got Revolutionary War, we've got the Civil War. Uh, that's and it ends about the Civil War as far as uh, there's yeah. not a lot. Then they go into some space travel. And some well, it, things, it, it talks about um, it talks about the Constitution and the ba- the battles that we've had to, with trying to determine what the Constitution means, starting with yeah, yeah, I, the. That show needs to be reworked a little bit. But, but, you know, yeah, it was very interesting to hear. We should redo the show there, and we can have... Who can we choose to do uh, the narration on that one? On which one? For redoing the uh, pre-show. They've already had that narration change a few times. No, doing the pre-show, we can have... uh, Whoopi Goldberg can do the narration for the pre-show of... uh, why don't we just have Obama? He doesn't, you know, he doesn't cross his heart. He doesn't salute yeah. flags. You know, why don't we just have a great oh. American like Obama? Yeah. America, Obama. <laughs> have Bill. Bill talk about about the. So uh, that one, great you'd have thing. to see feet coming out from under the desk while he says. <laughs> great moments in American history. You see the top of the table go thump. <laughs> uh, where's my cigar, honey? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the president's for close, but no cigar. So I still, I, I, you know, Mike, I really thought we'd be talking from a perspective where you had just seen the film; it was fresh in your mind. I'm so disappointed. I'm well, well, you know, let's talk about. Other, I mean, let's talk about some of the other lists that he has in here. I mean, we we keep setting on the one film, but let's talk about all the others. Well, I, we let's, talk let's, about Eric Idle. I don't think there's any question that Eric Idle is. Annoying and doesn't help the I animation. I like Eric Idle, but, but the whole no, show like with the, the whole show, the Imagination Pavilion. Let's take a look at that. At do you think the show's bad that they have now with the Honey I Shrunk the Audience show? Um, I'm I've at, seen Honey. I've seen Honey I Shrunk the Audience once at Disneyland. Not impressed. Not impressed with it. Would you, how would you compare it to the previous shows they had there with uh, Captain Eeyore? I mean Captain EO and. I like Magic Eye, the Magic Eye, the Magic uh, Me too. Okay, yeah. you can look at this with Captain EO. Though it was Captain a pop star at the time, Captain I, EO was I think fun. it could have lasted a little longer than Honey, I Shrunk the Audience was based around an actual film from an actual time. I, I, think, if, though, I think Captain EO could have had a lot longer... Run. If Michael Jackson didn't turn into a freaking whack job, I yeah. think it could lasted longer. <laughs> I actually believe it would still be there if he had not been accused. And so I, 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 I agree. I agree. Right on that one. That honey, I true. shrunk the kids. Though I've enjoyed it the times I've seen it. It's lived its long lived its past its prime. Um, that's when you start getting to the thing where clothes get dated because they they were working not out of the future, out of the past, but contemporary. Yeah. Which which comes up and I and you know I'm looking at the end of this argue, this thesis here where where were we down here they may oh okay here this paragraph right here these shows are going to be around for a long time so timelessness and sincerity are essential any attempt to at 
quote, hip and edgy, unquote, always falls flat for Disney and especially at Epcot. Yeah, I read that at the top of the show. Does it always fall flat, though? And I said the perfect example of that is under new management. Okay, I'm saying does it always. Let's Let's try to go back a little further to... Well, Captain EO is perfect. That was trying to be hip because at the time, Michael Jackson was a big... George Lucas and Francis Ford Coppola were the people to have on your production crew. And it was, quote, being hip at the time. And I thought, for the time, it really worked. Like you said, it would have still been going on if it wasn't for uh, other news And I could go in uh, there with that booming bass and the decent soundtrack. Got over, we're going in. Probably got past that because of the old show and the dance moves and all that. I could have probably dealt with it. I'm trying to go back even further. Let's take the Golden Horseshoe, one that people just think are is the absolute probably the best show Disney's ever done. At the time, you might said that was the hip and edgy for its time. Was that long lasting hip and edgy? Would your kids today enjoy it like we did as kids, which wasn't that far off from the original? In time, I think one. First of all, it's still a 19th century style vaudeville show, so it has its timelessness to that. If you think vaudeville is timeless, there's a well. The the other thing is though, the performers still kept up to date a little bit to where some of the more current references were more current. You know, since that show's ended now probably 15 years ago, I can't remember that anything they were doing at the time was all that current. Well, I mean, if they had, a, if there was a reference to a present state, to a, you know... So when, what you're saying, reference. when I saw it in the 70s, were they doing anything that you would have considered a reference to the 70s? Were they making President about, Carter jokes? Or? No, I'm talking about Wally Bogue. When he did one of his little things. I know what you're talking about. That's yeah. what I'm saying. It, when I saw it before it ended in the late 70s or early 80s, whenever it ended, were they making current references to Ronnie or uh, the be- the peanut farmer or any of those? No, I don't think he no, was. No, they didn't make references. I'm talking about they make a uh, comment in here about the big silver ball and then go- continue straight up north or a reference to the park or something. Wally did make references to other things inside Frontierland now and then, and he kept it. And there were times where it was current to whatever the state was. If he was talking about uh, Casa de Fritos, he would be talking about that. If it was Casa Mexicana, he would talk about that. But the difference between that and I guess I set myself live, up it's a, a live, live show. show that can constantly change. Right, um, Just sure. Like the Jungle Cruise. Yes, it can constantly adapt. Because he at the very end of the show, Mike, um, he. Martin Short's telling everybody to come visit him in Canada, and basically to get there, you you go out to the big golf ball or the silver ball, head north, tell him Martin sent you. Okay. People say, or oh, he also makes a reference. He's got to fast pass the Soren, so, so he he's got to, to try to find there. his way out of the theater. Okay, <sighs> fine. That could end. You know, who knows? Fast pass could end tomorrow. That no longer is a is a reference that's sure. understandable. But like I said earlier. Stuff like that could really be edited out, and you wouldn't even know it was there. He could; they could easily edit that part he, out and say, "Yes, head but that's Canada, beca- head north." Easily. Okay, but that's because they're relying on film to tell story, and not other medium like animatronics and things like that. So it's yes, it's easy 
when you're making an attraction based on film to do the hippie kind of stuff because like you said you can oh well if it's 10 years from now it's not so much we can snip those parts out and no one's gonna know but better knowing how we've you, seen a lot of things done they don't tend to snip those things out and fix correct them. they get lazy right yeah yeah but and, in an animatronic based attraction there's no way i mean why not that's still no no i mean we know it's technically possible but if if they're if they're too lazy to snip and edit a film there's no way they're gonna reprogram animatronics you know Actually, I think that might be a little easier. Yeah, you think They're, so? Yeah, you think audio animatronic? Oh heck yeah! That's then then the edit a, then the edit thirty seconds out of a piece of film because you also have to gang sync the other eight films and your soundtrack all together when you're that editing. That sounds nasty. That's what it's gang called. Gang sync. <laughs> but it's like you know, for instance, if they can't get Tom Hanks to do a voiceover, they hire his brother who sounds almost like him, and you'd never know. They were well, using they something did that different. With chi- uh, the China film, when they did the re-editing, that it's not the same actor yeah, that was in the original yes, film. Yes, I know. Uh, which, if you watch real close, you'll notice. But um, with audio animatronics, you could easily get away with a, a voiceover guy doing a very similar voice to fix something. For instance, when Pirates of the Caribbean, we're talking the current incarnation um, films, is no longer relevant, we'll see whether or not they hold on as classics. Though I have my doubts since recently in the last month, Disneyland had 40% off all pirate merchandise, which made me think they had a shitload they needed to get off the shelves. And the pirate 40%. shows the island in this next week, or within two weeks. They end up. The, okay, so is no the, is the, is is the no overlay going away? That's a good oh, question. I can't take the overlay out. Well, why not? Because they spend boatloads of money putting it in. But remember, they could take the sign. Because if you ever saw the sign for the island, it was done like an overlay—a sign that could be removed. It yes, yes, yes. The sign, yes. But the, it could be Tom Sawyer's Island and those little pieces, those interactive things. You leave them there. And okay. so what? It's it's just an island with some pirate stuff on it. Big deal. It's back to Tom Sawyer's Island. There's no pirate show. Move on. But yeah, the pirate yeah. show, all that is going bye bye after Christmas. Wonder why? Is it because that World's End came out and they're not making a movie for a long time, or what? I don't know. Well, let's say but, let's think um, um, Country Bear Jamboree. I want to say that that had some things that you could have say referenced its time when it was originally done, or well, I can't remember the guy that did Big Al's voice, but when that first came out. Especially like my mom's like, oh, that's so and so. It was a recognized voice who did that, and um, the whole thing about uh, Teddy Bear swinging, I'll be right up, was also kind of a play, I think, off of a somewhat contemporary reference of the time of Western films. Or, no, or I, thought that, I thought that was a Marlene Dietrich reference. Whatever it, it was, Which, you know, say it. That's not all that contemporary. That's going back quite when, a few years. When you did the. Um, the summer show, contemporary oh, wow. references to like the Beach Boys, things like that. Yes, but that was music. So well, and beach and beach. Okay, and the Beach Boys, the music they played was a style or a genre of music. Because yeah. the Beach Boys weren't the only ones singing the mu- and, singing that and, way, and it was a variety but, of different I, types I'm, of music. I'm agreeing with you, but I'm looking but, at other samples that you might say. Let's say they me, turned in the summer hoedown was all they ever did. Wouldn't you say that would be dated after a while? No, let me. Bring you don't think up, so? Let me bring up no. my claim to fame on a Circle Vision film. No, the one where you got cut out. The one I got cut out from. 
uh, on the American <laughs> Adventure. No, not the American American Journeys. American Journeys. American yes. Journeys. They were talking about different music styles, and if you remember the movie, they talk. They had some bluegrass, yep. and they have and some. Where does New bluegrass Orleans. come from? It, it's your like Appalachian. Uh, no, it's actually older. It's it's a Celtic influence from Ireland. Well, everything's going to be older. You're going to be able. No, okay. It, yeah. it's directly country and bluegrass directly come from Celtic roots from the Isles of. We play both types, country and western. And western. Yeah. <laughs> And say, hey, ma'am, what kind of music you have here? We have Scottish and Irish music. We have both kinds. Of music. <laughs> we we have both islands over here. Yeah. Okay, go but, ahead. But they they have your bluegrass going on, and they have your New Orleans jazz. Yep. And that and that and they they just use that as examples of the American music that you have going on right. And how there. it changed. It was regional. It was in, it was regional, you know, and it's in, it's inspired by its people. By blah, but blah, it's blah, yeah. but it's unique to. It's uniquely ha- it has its unique American signature. To Correct. It. Okay. The part I was in, the wonderful part I was at, was a continuation of that where we were at a rock concert. And the wonderful thing was I was 10, 15 lousy feet from the one camera, and I would have had my face plastered on one of those screens larger than life. God, but, are we uh, lucky. <laughs> but, they, but they cut <laughs> it out because when they were filming the movie, it was just right there in the... Uh, Early to mid '80s, it was right there at the post disco age, and it was kind of the disco pop sound. And it was dating itself too much as far as if this film was going to go for ten years or more, which it did. Then you're going to know exactly what period of time this is with the rock music, but the jazz and the bluegrass blues are kind of have more of a timeless sound to them. You know, yes, yes, and no. It's all about the scripting at that point because. The narration what? could be. Re- are we heavily? Scripting yes, we here? are. Okay. The narration could have been <laughs> updated to work it in, just like you know, rock and roll is an American uh, kind of invention, if you will. Though, yes, you had kind of a time frame. You can almost look at every soundtrack and say, "Oh, I can kind of tell when that was written because." Those were kind of popular ways of doing soundtracks at the time. You look at a lot of Disney movies. Well, that's, that's going movies. into the technical soundings yeah. of it. But, yeah. I mean, if you're going to go into it and you say, uh, you know, and then the rock and roller. Well, if we played, if we were in the 60s, we'd be more of uh, more of the um, Mamas and the Papas. We, If we go into the 70s, we'd be more into... I'm trying to. I'm, I'm all the bands I'm thinking of are all Brit bands. So yeah, they I'm did. To, you know, it is kind of odd that they. And going they would have been 80s. better off to show some big band, some a little more variety to to go from like bluegrass or and it could just jazz be timing and, too. Yeah, it, where, it, where it, were they filming it, this, by the way? A space stage. Space stage. Back when it was still the space stage. Okay. It, it could have been strictly timing. That could have been just that extra 15, 20 seconds that they needed to shave off the film. Yeah, it and, very well could have been. And that doesn't detract from the story because it still maintains the story. It's just one segment in your bomb. Yeah, I mean, did did the space shuttle not date it? Because at the end you had the space shuttle, and that's... yeah, but they're still launching the space shuttle today. Yeah, yeah, but even that seems dated in its own way. <laughs> so, yeah, let's face it, the space shuttle was dated the day it was launched. So, But you could look at that film when they're whitewater rafting, look at what the people are wearing, you'd say, 80s. <laughs> their styles and all that. I mean, there's no matter how you do a film, unless you're doing a period film, you're going to date it yeah. with the contemporary clothes, 
film because well, film by nature is a snapshot in time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I don't know. I first, I, I guess I'm sort of offended that for some reason they're discounting some of these actors because they're on the B list, um, or what I, they perceive to be the they B list. They because to be, tell you the truth, one, I think Ellen would be considered back in the A list by yeah. her popularity and especially considering she hosted the Oscars. Well, that her daytime show that's very very popular. Yeah, she's actually a very funny person. We loved her sitcom till it became a political. Uh, yeah, and her. And the funny thing is, the article you know, she wrote, yeah. she loved her sitcom until it became a political yeah, yeah. thing too. Um, what what is it with her though? She keeps bagging the good looking babes. Hey, and I look at her at and that. I'm like, she's funny, but she's not good looking. No, she, <laughs> she looks makes, like a man. Like she makes them laugh. What's yeah. that? <laughs> makes she maybe makes them she laugh. does. Maybe she makes. <laughs> she them makes laugh. me laugh. Yeah. So, if uh, a rabbit can do it, what can you say? I'm not going there. No animal <laughs> references right now. Thank you. Um, but you know, her, Ellen, I think what dates the energy adventure it more is Bill Nye, the science guy, who is no longer relevant than Ellen. But how about you, Alex? Alex, no. how about the how about the whole Jeopardy setup? Are you kidding? Jeopardy, I Jeopardy think, is, is popular still, today. It is, it is. Yeah, I know. It, but you know, only holds number two to Wheel of Fortune. You know what? You know what would probably yeah. now remember and though, the Jeopardy theme is the number one downloaded. There song. was a portion of time when Ellen was, or I should say, most recognizable, irrelevant. Before she got this recent TV show, and when her last one went off, there was a gap of time when she was fairly irrelevant as far as actors demanding salaries and shows and all that. Um, she may have lucked out by a resurgence of her popularity, which makes me think that show isn't as dated. Uh, but Bill Nye, the science guy to me dates that show more than Trebek. I think the whole jeopardy thing still plays very easily. Uh, yeah, I agree. I'm just, you know, tangent, you guys heard about Alex Trebek, right? No, got a heart attack, heart attack yeah. last week. So, well, who, the, who just died? Uh, somebody, uh, I want to say some, you know, 60s rock star. Well, 60s rock star hasn't died right now. Well, no, no. It was like somebody you didn't expect. Like, I don't know. I'm not going to name out there because I'll probably pick somebody that's already been dead for a while. (laughs) Uh, But Or who isn't who's going to hear this show and call us. So There's always some punk out in the audience that just can't wait to correct us on some, you know, faux pas that we're just trying to say we heard somebody. Well, it's not that guy. God damn it. Don't you know this? (laughs) Yeah. Which to all those that want to call in, remember our credo: we refuse to do any research. No research. Research overrated. We refuse to do research. So have at it. Say what you want. The whole idea that we're even on a website to come up with a topic is about as far as we'll go. That that was stretching it pretty hard. Yeah, it was. Um, So I don't know. I thought. You know, and I'm not a huge Martin Short fan, so I find myself defending a guy that I'm not uh, hugely a big fan of. I didn't necessarily like him in the 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 latest Santa Claus as uh, Jack Frost. I have yet to really I think see it was that a little over the top. I thought he was great in inner space. Well, see that, uh, that when when you first when we were first talking about this, and you were telling me, oh yeah, he's the narrator. He always bothers me a lot because he does come off a lot over, over the top. There's times where I like him, like Inner Space, where it was funny when he was over the top on Inner Space. He, he's and, a he's a character he's a caricature of himself almost. Yeah. 
and yes. and and his character in the Three Amigos, I thought was great too. Oh, oh yeah, oh, yeah. But, but, <laughs> but he, but he, little Nettie, yeah, yeah, little Nettie. But his, <laughs> but he comes, he bothers me a lot of times on other things. But when I saw the segment that we w- were watching the opening segment, and then I was listening to the rest of the show on there, I thought it was vi- he wasn't coming off. He he had his little comic spots, but he really wasn't that over the top. He was very steady. No, there was only one self-grandizing moment when they're showing all proud these Canadians showing off you know, this country. They're showing all these people around the screen, and then his picture comes up. Oh yeah, and he's like, yeah, and it's yeah, all these different about, poses of me, me, me. And of course, this the. Greatest Canadian, yeah. and yeah, but it some, played right. I thought, yeah, uh, it was funny. But like I said, this can easily be edited to where there is no FaceTime over longevity. Where if it doesn't look correct, for I mean, shit, for that matter, they could take all his uh, voiceover, can it with his uh, FaceTime, and put a new narrator to it, and the film would cut down a little bit in time, maybe by well, then a couple just, minutes. You go do some more B-roll. Well, yeah, I don't know there. that you need to. It cut maybe a couple but, minutes out of it, you'd be but done. But the thing is, is I, I came away from seeing, and hearing, I should say mostly, but I came away from the show as, here's a Canadian that's extremely proud of his country, and like you said, maybe he is a favored son of Canada. Maybe that's why they chose him to do this. He's really popular in Canada. But he's very proud of his country, and he wants to show it off. Well, I'm not going to speak again for uh, Chris and the Big D or S. So but I, but yeah. I asked them when we come, came out and what they thought, because here, this is their country. You know, how are they being represented? And if I'm remembering right, they actually enjoyed it. They they didn't think it was, you know, uh, you know, like an American trying to be funny for Canadian sake. It was, you know. It was done well. They they thought that I think they believed that they treated and, their country fairly and, and I think, with the film. I think he came off very respectful too. And you would like if I was to do a film similar for America, why would I? Unless I'm, you know, a left wing nut job uh, activist, okay. I'm going to try to portray What's my country name? in the best way I can. Yeah. Okay, Roger Moore. Let, let, Not Roger Moore. I know who you're thinking of. Michael Moore. Yeah. Michael Moore. I was thinking of more like uh, Alec Baldwin, but uh, uh, let's not talk about Michael. Head of the Film um, Actors Guild. Yeah. But, okay, let me put a direct comparison in here and see what you guys think of this. Okay. Steve Martin doing the 50 for, 51st Magical Years of Disneyland at Disneyland. Um, that's a good good thought because when they first talked about someone who, you know, they were kind of leading you up to who would be the actor, I, I thought of a couple people who might possibly be the person, and I wasn't sure if it was going to be Steve Martin or... Forgot who else I thought that's worked at Disneyland, but regardless, and Steve Martin does a number of his shtick routines. Yes, there's a couple the I have film, to say that's again, comes somewhat well, annoying that he's, but at the end he kind of makes up for it, saying, "Okay, I've you know been giving you kind of a hard time," but there are a couple minutes or moments of Steve Martin that I, I thought were a little corny and over the top, but in general, I think. If I had one wish this Christmas season, it would be for all the children of the world yeah. to come together in harmony and peace. I, I just listened. I just. But if, but if I had two wishes, I just finished listening to "Born Standing Up," which is his autobiography. Very good. A lot of stuff I didn't know. Uh, do you know who Stormy Omardian is? Who Stormy Omardian? No. Okay. Richard 
might remember her. She, uh, when we were in high school, a uh, contemporary Christian music artist, I think, I don't know if it was with a brother, um, but I thought there was a Michael Lomardian too, which I assumed was her husband, but maybe wasn't. Uh, Steve Martin worked with her at the Birdcage Theater at Snot's Ferry Farm. And okay. he kind of alluded that they might have had somewhat of a incestuous relationship. Incestuous? Yes, that one. Uh-huh. Um, yet she goes on to become, I'm not going to say a Bible thumper, but, you know, a person who is entertaining for the Lord and having a good message of positive lifestyle, blah, blah, blah. Now, remember, I don't find, I don't see anything hypocritical about a person who can change their life and then preach about the virtues. Yeah, they've got a, a, a sordid past, but who cares? The, the, the point is, it's not about what I've done, but where I am now and where I'm going. Sure, I screwed up in the past, but who hasn't? I'm, you know, yeah, exactly. I'm, I haven't. I believe in forgiveness. I'm moving forward, blah, blah, blah. But it was just funny to hear him talk about his days at Disneyland, how we moved from selling ma- the, 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 the guide magazines to getting old enough to where he could work in the magic shop to where he went over to Knott's to work in the Birdcage Theater and how, who he learned from and what he did and his fond memories of Knott's and Disneyland and then being on the road. And yeah, there was an article in this last... And it, uh, it, was, it was very interesting. Um, I think it was this book, last so. Sunday's Orange County Register that uh, wife was reading and she was mentioning about it, how he talked about while well, his time at Disneyland and always, always, always going over and watching... Uh, the Golden Horseshoe. Wally Bogan. Yeah. Watching Wally Bogan. He even mentioned during he an interview. A lot of his comic he learned his timing. Timing, yeah. And he said one of his greatest dreams while he was working and coming to Disneyland was sometime Wally would be sick and couldn't go on. Yeah. And they would have <laughs> they would be looking for some teenage boy Sitting in the, the audience, audience yeah. that happens to know the routine that can come on that's and fill in. A, that's for almost a direct book. quote from his book. So if he, was he interviewed on a? It was in the paper, so it might have oh, been an excerpt it, out it, of it. It must be it because there. yeah, it's. A, I highly recommend that book to to uh, anyone uh, who likes Steve Martin and is a fan of Steve Martin. Now, would you think? Would you consider, according to this article that this blog that we've been looking at, would you consider Steve Martin as a B-list actor in their mindset? And their, no. and their mindset, I think they might throw him in there. I would not consider him a B list. Uh, I'd call him maybe an A minus. He's not, you know, a blockbuster star, but he definitely can carry his own film. Well, he he will. You can put him on into any almost any movie. That movie will make money. It will it will turn a profit. If yeah, as bad as it is, like Dead Men uh, Wear Dead Men Don't Wear Plaid still turned a profit. <laughs> yeah, uh, and a nice. few others like that. Um, but he can carry a film on his own. I don't think any of these actors right now could carry a film on their own, the ones we're looking at here on this list. Whoopi, um, I don't think she's going to carry a whole film on her own. What about, uh, what was the uh, Nun movie? The Nun movie? Um, oh, uh, okay. What was the name of that? Uh, Mike? The Nun movie? Uh, she, was, she was the... Sisterhood? Sisterhood. Sisterhood, thank you. Sister Act. Sister Act, that's it. Okay, you know, I think, no, she didn't carry that by herself. I think she had a good ensemble cast. Well, no, no, cast, she had a good ensemble cast, but she, she was, was the, the star. Pri- she was the primary she was the draw. Star. She was the main draw of the movie. Yes, but she was at a high point, I think, in her career uh, where she could still do that. I think she could still do it today. Eh, I don't know. 
Eric Idle works I, excellent as an ensemble cast member. I don't think he. Oh come on, yes. I, Good old Monty Python. Yeah, I that my point exactly. All I right, think. who wants to make a road trip to see uh, Spamalot? I would. I would love to go see Spamalot in Vegas. <laughs> you just gotta love the name. Yes, <laughs> I would love to go see Spamalot. Okay. Um, Ellen DeGeneres, do you think she could carry it? We were just talking. She can she, carry she, a talk show. I don't know if she could carry a movie. Um, she was a primary draw in Finding Nemo, right there with Albert Brooks. Okay, that's a. I, I'm sorry, I'm going to back up and say, fucking cartoons don't count because that's a little. <laughs> you know, that's a little different. Thing. Wait a second. What about uh, Tom Hanks and uh, Alan? Um, Okay, Tom Hanks has a long history of drawing people into the audience to see his mug on the screen. That's what I'm saying. Tim Allen. I Tim mean, Allen, the same thing. I think Tim Allen. But they were major. They were. The, they were some of the major draws in. Uh, okay, but Toy Story. It's more than. I, I would have wanted to see Toy I, Story. I, I'm just throwing. No matter it who out. the I'm voice just was. Throwing it out. Yeah, uh, Gilbert Godfrey. Absolutely fucking not. No. Gilbert Godfrey way. is a good character actor to have on the side as a throw. for about ten minutes. It's all Iago. Iago's a perfect example. Uh, as a character to be able to do a, a okay. bit part. We all know Robin Williams can carry a movie. I really don't Has think... Has done so numerous times. Martin Short, from what I've seen, is going to carry a movie. It's like, remember your your conversation about um, Roseanne's husband? Uh, Tom Arnold. Tom Arnold. Great character actor, I think. He, Good sidekick. He plays an excellent sidekick. But he's... Had his McHale's chance at Navy. the head star, and it just didn't work. And he himself said he'll continue playing side roles because oh, and what was the other one? The uh, Family Spy I don't film know. that was a real bomb. But you know, part of it is unfortunately some of these actors take films they shouldn't take and shouldn't make. Yeah, because um, uh, I gotta say, for what it was, Mikhail's Navy, I kind of liked, and I thought. He did an excellent job. He did a great job. It just wasn't something that was just there. I don't know. So, Mikhail's Navy was an okay TV series to make something like that into movies. Sometimes I think well, it's just that, poor choice of what they turn into movies. Now, an upcoming movie well, I thought, on a good my, sitcom, sort of sitcom, spy movie, Get Smart, I think it's going to be an excellent movie be, from what well, I've seen. Well, one thing is... With the, with, that's Steve Carell. Yes, with it the is. Movie, with, who we already know will carry, be able to carry a movie. I thought Evan Almighty was great. I, I've heard it's good. I haven't seen it. I actually had to um, laugh at the 40-year-old version, unrated version. But, so, God, there there were some things hilarious. I just didn't need to see, <laughs> but the overall contents of the but, movie was fine. I, I'll, I'll say, um, on Mikhail's Navy, they kind of took it like we're just making a television show we're going to put up on the big screen it really didn't carry off oh like you know what hit me about movie. the partridge family last night mm. was the laugh track <laughs> you just gotta love the 70s and 80s laugh tracks you know before they had sweet before there was even sweetening it was just a straight old <laughs> laugh track and every time they went close up to um the mom was um oh what's her name god i can't remember Sh- shirley jones jones the Doris Day filter was on anytime there was a <laughs> Doris Day filter. Doris Day. Uh, so, I mean, do you really have a problem with Disney using, you know, the quote unquote B list actors in these in these films? Should we just not have actors in films? Period. Uh, should we not or use the we, contemporary let's back references? Up. Let's not have any FaceTime actors. Because we still have to have the actors do whatever part we're going okay. to have doing. All right, but so let's, here, here's a great, wait, wait. Here's a great example of an actor that could be timeless. All right, Patrick Warburton doing the pre-show for Soren. We look at him. We know who he is. Hi, my name's Patrick. I'm your flight attendant. Okay, but 
he's he's playing every man. Okay, but the woman, first time the woman I with saw the that, people were like, "Hey, it's Putty." Yeah, yeah. Well, sure. Okay. It's the voice of Buzz Lightyear. It's like, the voice of it's like, the voice of Joe the in the wheelchair and Family TV Guy. Show, you know, show. it's the TV show Buzz Lightyear. Buzz Lightyear. Not yeah, I have to. I have to admit, it's, I'm like Putty who, because I wasn't a huge Seinfeld fan. I never. But from, yeah, but yeah. Patrick Warburton's in a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but he's not coming it's in as Kronk. Patrick Warburton. He's Kronk. just doing his what? He's Kronk. Kronk. Yeah, Kronk. But see, that's an example of a guy who's getting FaceTime that's not trying to be himself. He's isn't being every man. Isn't he kind of like Putty? In fact, no. He's still kind of doing. He's still kind of doing that kind of uh, a character. Are you watching his current TV show? Uh, What's his current? I haven't. I didn't know he was on. Called it. Rules of Engagement. He's on. Nope. He's on TV. Hey, Nine thirty so Monday nights. Tell me that Soren pre-show. You know who I've he is, and from what TV series he came from when it was made that he was. Just sure. it off of. There's another individual in that pre-show that has to take his ears off. That you might say is a close representation of one other else, yes. character on that TV show. Correct. Right. Close, but not really. Close enough that you could draw some conclusions. I think. But I think I think I, I don't think is, so. is Patrick Warburton because you take a look at him in. Uh, God, God, I am doing so lousy with titles tonight. Uh, Dave Barry story that they made into a, a movie starring Tim Allen and Rene Russo. Um, he played a cop. Christmas? What? Huh? The Christmas one? No. No. It takes place in Miami. Um, well, for, do you agree that that, anyways, that story it, thing it, is he, a He still has that same kind of blank look characterization that he does on there. Really well, and I think it's more of a character type thing that we're kind of used to seeing. He's he's he does that so well, and it's see. I'm almost thinking you need to go the opposite route. Even with God forbid, I'm going to get crucified. I know I'm going to get crucified for this. Walter Concrete, Spaceship Earth, right? Mm-hmm. Would you say That's Walter's so timeless? Yes. People today have the kids today. You go anyone that's under the age of twenty five, they have no clue who Walter Cronkite is. But he's got a distinguished he has voice, a distinctive voice because he has a broadcaster's yeah. voice. So what yes. I'm saying is, and, why and he not, keeps your attention talking about anything. Why not forget actors anybody's ever known or heard of? For instance, the pre-show to Star Tours. And they have Judy Jetson on that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, and just go with and Chewbacca voices that are good voices like a Mr. Mark voice you don't know who the hell Mr. Mark is don't care who Mr. Mark is but you're listening to that voice going wow it doesn't need to be Patrick oh, Stewart has it doesn't Daniels. need to be Sean Connery it doesn't need to be Walter Conkright it's just a voice that fits the show like the actor they use for China the guy fits the show but you still have Anthony Daniels doing C-3PO. You can't not have... I mean, that's But a, you do have Kerry Herman doing this voice for Rex. Yes. Um, and again, it's that's one of those voices that the young kids will are never they have no connect. clue. They have no clue who it was until I mentioned it. And I bet most of the people listening... Well, no, that's not true. To be honest with you, the first time I heard it, I had to... I'm like, wait, is that supposed to be... Because I wasn't, you know, a huge Pee Wee Herman fan to really follow the whole Pee Wee. Uh-huh. I only, I only, I only knew it because I knew it ahead of time. I scratched my head at first and 
thought that sounds familiar, uh, but I'm not real sure. It, it's still a good character. It's just still a good voice for the character that's there. It's like I'm not sure that that many people caught Peter Coyote's voice in the American. In, Peter Coyote just has a very distinct. I love. I love listening. Peter Coyote's voice in what? American American uh, Journeys. Journeys. Now, if you were to take um, the guy that does all the westerns now with the the big mustache. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, that was yeah, thank, um, thank you for not smoking. He was the Mulberry Man, and he didn't even smoke. He does before. beef. He does the beef commercials. Yeah, yeah. yeah. very distinctive voice. Oh, but you know, to a lot of people, you, they've never seen his face. They would never know who he is. You know, you could have that Sam, as your Sam voice. Elliott. Sam, Sam Elliott. Elliott. Um, I'm just wondering if maybe Disney shouldn't use known people at all. They just they they interview people on voice talent okay. on you know halfway decent looking. The whole idea of Hiring an actor who's known for anything, it's, in some people's mind, becomes... But, okay, but no, see, you, you, you're... You it's not, it's, no, I'm, I'm, I'm putting out a potential okay. theory. No, no, you, if you're hiring the actor to play every man, okay? The, the, your host and guide for uh, Wonders of China. The example we use of Patrick Warburton being doing the pre-show for Soren. Okay. They're, playing, they're playing anybody or... Or a recognized. All right. Could you take the, the, okay, the but, China? But Martin Short. But Martin Short's playing Martin Short. Right. But he's Martin Short Martin is Short. your designated guide to Canada now. But he's playing That's, Martin Short, a Canadian, a proud Canadian, in okay, his but, homeland. Okay. Let me play Martin Short first. Let me. Yeah. Okay, these other people are aren't being themselves. They're being okay. I buy that. Let's go back to China. Forget the Jackie Chan version because he's actually from Hong Kong, I believe. I'm not totally positive. Yeah, I think Hong Kong. It is, is now, you mother freaking. And, but and I, I think prior to 200 years ago, Hong Kong okay. was also still part of China. Shut then, your too. pie hole because contemporarily. Shut your pie hole because it doesn't agree with Greg's. That's right. Contemporarily, he was from Hong Kong with a British passport, not from Hong Kong with a Chinese passport. But let's say we take that Chinese guy that's in every Chinese movie or has a Chinese reference you've ever seen. The Big Trouble in Little George China. No, not George. Not George the guy. Uh, I know he's talking about uh, Victor something. Or, um, but yeah, oh, he, yeah. he shows Victor up. Wong. Oh, yeah, he's the guy that in the... Tremors. No, I was thinking of the, the loogie hawking in the... Yeah, uh, from... from Revenge of the Nerds. Oh, yeah. The, nerds. <laughs> the truly hawk the loogie... One must search the depths of one's soul. And he, he's, he was just in uh, Balls of Fury. I'm thinking the guy doesn't look any different. He still looks ancient. Um, what if he was the guy that played your Chinese host? He's a very well-known actor of Chinese descent. Could he play that part and get away with it? Or would you think of all those movies he's been in? And okay. yeah, he's not it, playing it, himself. He's playing. Okay, but no, it'd be the same thing. It'd be the same thing like Patrick Warburton you think doing so? the pre-show for Soren. You go, hey, I know that guy, but he's not saying hi. I'm Victor Wong, and I'm here to represent China. He's just your nameless guide but through the whole friggin' film. Say this, Victor Wong, and this is my country. But that's Martin Short. Okay, so, so if Martin I'm, Short I'm trying came to, up I'm trying and to did play Martin Short. And he's just like I'm going to be your guide to. Uh, a, a, Tour of Can- okay. Canada. And, okay, and okay, Canada. <laughs> All right, good job. But it would also have to come along with him not playing the Martin Short jokes, not trying to be okay. funny. I, I got Canada. that, yeah. Doesn't doesn't play up the corn bit. Then sure, that's fine. 
Sure, that's there's fine. There's a fine but, line there. I'm, you know, it, it's a. Oh, line, yeah, I agree. And I think this was, th- this was the first time. Well, not entirely first time because China, but this was a time where they're actually taking a person, your tour guide, instead of just being a uh, omnipotent voice or omnipresent voice, mm-hmm. I should say, during the show. That's actually doing FaceTime, stepping <laughs> in the scene. <laughs> On there, I think <laughs> no. it, w- it was worth a good experiment to try it out and see how it works out. I personally think it worked out well. Others will disagree, I'm sure. You know, but... I, I will admit that it's got a very contemporary feel. Will that feel dated in five to ten years? Only time will tell. I just think they're being a little being nit- philosophical here. Yeah, a little nitpicky, one kind of you know poo pooing B list actors. Because without B-list, without B-list actors, you wouldn't have a supporting actor category That's at right. the Academy Awards. Damn sure. <laughs> uh, and you wouldn't have extras in the film, us people <laughs> making money off on the side. That's right. Uh, I, it's, it's a weird... Another one of my movies is supposed to be coming out on A DVD weird, t- touchy subject. Is Monster in the Closet coming out on DVD, That's, Richard? that's yeah. That's oh, really? It's supposed to be coming out on DVD. Oh, I've been, so far, I've been threatened that I might get that as a present for my birthday later if on. It comes out. Yeah. Um, I'll have to see your scene. I got to say, there's one thing scenes. about working in an Old Town Orange now. I swear, every other week, somebody is filming down there. Mm-hmm. Really? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, in fact, I was on the, the, city's, the city's website today looking for information. We're doing a historic renovation in uh, downtown Orange. And I happened to notice that an ordin- the filming ordinance. So I'm like, oh, I should click mm-hmm. on that to see what the guidelines and ordinance. I'd like to know what that is too. Yeah. You can go on the city website and find it. It's very. Easy I know. To find. I could do that. I just never. You'd like to it. take advantage of me doing it and save you some. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, now that you've mentioned it, I might go on there. You when should. I, you should. Do when that. I have some time for, as you like to say, shits and giggles. When I'm not yes. doing real work, I might go on time and. Well, you you should do that. Uh, but it, yeah, there, there's something going on all the time yeah. down there, and it's 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 pretty cool. Have I, let me put it: Have we killed this subject enough yet? I th- I think so. Well, no, I know. What's your okay, Mike? Just cut it cut it straight. Do you think, and all these things we talked about, that Disney is hurting themselves and not being true to the Disney legends and um, and the way Disney did things in the past by using these current people? I don't think they're hurting themselves. I do think that, uh, you know, when you're self-referen- self-referencing, self-referencing, when you take the timelessness out of it, you know, that, that statement, when you take the timelessness out of it, you're, you're damaging the attraction in some fashion. So if, if, maybe not, maybe not uh, in all cases, but you're certainly taking something away. So if Martin Short would have done it more like Steve Martin did the 50th thing, where there was very little bit of the shtick, it was. I mean, there was a little, but overall, he it was, was just, more subtle. He was just playing an ex-employee who had history with the park, telling and someone you trusted, someone you trusted, you know, some because that that goes a long way. You have to trust what they're telling you. So if you played, if Martin Short played it down a little bit and hadn't been, but then again, I, he's playing what was probably written for him. Maybe yeah. he helped. So it's, um, so it's not his fault. Well, it's the writers. He might have. Right? Um, he might have. What they were going to say, and it's worked Disney's together a little bit on yeah, the problem with it. on the shtick. You know, they might have given him a little bit of creative license here and there. Um, but you're saying if if he would have played it down more, of 
I'm Martin Short, I'm Canadian, and this is my country versus all the little innuendos and Martin Short shortisms. Uh, you would think a little bit. I, of it, but I would feel it would be. Never seen it yourself. Yeah, yeah, no yeah. kidding. That's hard for me to make that statement up. It's sure. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's a fair assessment. What was death like? <laughs> we have to have a common <laughs> reference point. <laughs> Richard, same question to you. You know, I, I would have to agree with the article and kind of what Mike says. Whenever you're making any type of film, you're always having the uh, dangers of putting colloquialisms in there, something that's going to date it uh, too quickly at times. And, yeah, I can see where they have their concerns on it. Like you said, on this particular film, only time will tell. You you do have to be a little bit more careful, but overall, as a Disney, as a quote-unquote problem with Disney, I haven't really seen it. The A lot of the attractions I've seen, have, we've already seen, have had quite a few years, and they're already, we talk about changing them like Imagination Institute, not so much because it's so dated, but Okay, it's just time for yeah, something new yeah, there. Okay, Eric Idle, which I, you know, personally annoys the living hell out of me, <laughs> does. Whoa, whoa, what the hell is that? He has to turn off the studio phone. Um, Come on. Back God. to Eric, Eric Idle. He, um, nothing about him in that show particularly dates him because he's not playing Eric Idle of something. He's playing this imaginary institute curator or whatever he is. Uh, yes. So it doesn't necessarily date him for when he was popular or anything. He's just this character. So in that sense, you're saying, though we may not like the show, that kind of star power in the show doesn't bother you. No, it doesn't. Because no. I might, just, like you said, you don't care for Eric Idle, but I do. And there's going to be a lot of people that don't care for him. There's going to be a lot of people that do care for him. There's going to be even more people that don't care either way. I think. He he still makes part of the, that particular show, but like they said, there there are times where you can un, intentionally or unintentionally date a movie just by using something a, a comic shtick that's uh, like they refer to Star as, Trek Six. Only Nixon could go to, to China. China. Did that date that film? No, it didn't. I don't think it did, but. Because because it because it wait no no because that was a famous thing in history at that point right okay but and still is <laughs> yes Correct. still is a famous thing in history <laughs> hasn't changed but, it's still famous but but the but when your kids let's say your kids become Star Trek fans because you're a Star Trek fan okay and this may be an unfair question to you because you've probably indoctrinated your kids with all kinds of history and and, and tales behind the Maybe. story and all that um, but Mike would. You know, would your kids have any clue what that meant? Unless they studied history, it's not relevant enough for a generation who didn't come up in that. It's not relevant for an eight or nine year old, but it's definitely relevant for, oh, say, a sixteen year old who's taken U.S. history. Hey, what about? <laughs> have what you about, seen the public school systems in California lately, Mike? Yes, I have. But but you know, U.S. history is still a required course for juniors in yeah, this country, isn't it? Skipping things like let, you let know, me let me phrase it that this way: to other fifteen things. years from now, Mike, when your kids are in college. Would it have meaning to him? What do you think? Uh, as a throwaway line in a Star Trek movie? Yes. 
I, I'd like to think they'd get it because I'd like to think they studied you know, some history. And, 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 <laughs> but, but we're hoping here, you know. And, yeah, and, 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 right. I'll, and I'll, I'll use a line that Joel Hodgson said. He was the one that created Mystery Science Theater 3000. And all the jokes that they throw on there and all the throwaway Wait, is lines. Is that the same Hodges that does the uh, Mac commercials? I don't think something so. Hodges, isn't no, it? No, Hodginson. Hodginson, okay. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't know if it was Joel or if it was Tracy Ballou, one of the other writers. They throw so many lines out there and so many throwaway lines. They ask the question, aren't you afraid that sometimes your audience aren't going to get certain reference points? And they go, oh, who cares? Someone will. And that's what's going to well, make yeah, it no funny. one's going to get everything, no but as get, long as they get something. And, 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 well, a lot of times you're laughing and you mix and you miss the next one anyway. Right, that's true. And, and, oh, and we you, should be seeing that. And you, and you get and you get that line. You get that line. <laughs> only Nixon can go to China. There are going to be those 20, 30, 50 years from now that are still they're still going to get the reference point on that line. They, and, they yeah, they might. Yeah, there's okay. Uh, that's fine. Um, anyways, so I need to say the magic words. Yeah. No, I I, would, I had another question, but I know Richard's antsy to to get out of the studio. It's yeah. he started we started an hour early, so he could leave on time. But we we're still talking yeah. too much. Yeah. I, I, I God, crap! It just bugs me that I forgot. Uh, but I think the reference to, to explaining the Eric Idle thing. Oh, I know what I was going to say. If in the Land Pavilion, say the the Living with the Land, Disney had a huge political farm film in the early eighties. And it was nothing but a slam against the government and the uh, the treatment of the farmers and uh, and all that. Called, remember Jessica Lang and Peter Coyote. Oh, country. country, country. Yeah. If those two were somehow hosting or narrating the land, would it be dated today? And forget that they might not use references to the movie Country, but let's say they were hosting it today as the voices. And known actors that might you might have connected with it. I, I think I'm sorry to say, I think very few people would know who Jessica Lange is today. You think so? I think so. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. I, I think she's gone far enough past that very few people would know who she is. You know, if it wasn't for us watching old films, our kids wouldn't know who uh, Lucy Ball, Lucille Ball was, Elvis. I mean. Yes, they would have been these, indoctrinated somewhere along with some Elvis. They might have picked up Elvis, but now like, <clears throat> my kids are uh, the one girl, you know, James Dean. Uh, well, that's so, that's so true uh, with so many Gary, Cary Grant. But, they, but uh, um, I, I, it depends on what the themes that they were using on. Like the, the, the show with Drew Carey. Drew Carey is not an A-list, but he's still drawn people with TV shows and stuff. Do you think his, his sound show... Is relevant. It seems like he's kind of playing off of his shtick. Uh, it's not he over did. the top, but it, I don't know because the one, the, the one before it was Chevy Chase and Martin Short, and that got replaced. After how long compared to what? The, uh, I don't. I have no idea. I have no idea when Drew Carey's "Sounds Dangerous" started. And did, did you see the previous one, Mike? Yes, I did. And you've never seen "Sounds Dangerous"? No. Did you say no? He's correct. Like, I said. How many no. times you've been in the last few years? God. Three. Um. <laughs> Wait a second, and on that, we wish you a <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> it's time to say goodnight. 
how Richard wants to go. All right. Go. Well, you, you have no common frame of reference or anything we want to ask you because you don't do anything when you're at Disney World. Um, I do plenty. You stand, I eat. Stands <laughs> I eat. You do that at home too. I eat. Eat, eat cheat. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that was a good he, show. He, probably. He, he stands in line, and then when they gets to the attraction, yeah, they leave. yeah, they get to bail I'm, out. I'm, yeah. I'm doing good. Okay. I saw plenty. What? I said I saw plenty. Oh jeez. I, 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 right, I guess my mentality of trying to ride everything that's available with, uh, that's, without doing a commando style just. Try to hit everything at least once. When when I hit the stop button, I'll kind of go into a little deeper for you, okay? <laughs> I don't want you going into anything deeper. <laughs> I don't okay. need to hear this. All right. All, All right. right. Well, um, I look forward to our coming up Christmas video and shows if we get around to doing it. Our starting a year new next year with some surprises. Thanks to Aussie John. That'll be coming up. And... Um, and in the meantime, to yeah. everybody that's been listening this last year, we want to thank you for listening this last year. Yes. To, thank you very much. Talking with you. Thank you for all the feedback. Thank you for all the show suggestions. Yeah, yeah I actually have been somewhat, uh, I don't want to sound like a Sheila, but I've been surprised by some of the comments. I mean, we know our show is not your typical, you know, Disney love fest. Um, there's some people who have really um, kind of caught on to our odd show here that it's from made, some interesting areas too I yeah and it's it's made a difference for some people that it just really surprises me because we're not the love fest and pixie dust crowd so it's kind of nice to know not everybody's a df and some people just but i think that's our casual that, fun that fans, they appreciate you know? from us is that we, we're basically telling it as best we can straight straight and forward we're not going to throw pixie dust on that's it. right you got us nothing no polish you know, like our letter this at the beginning of the show. If you want to spend 59 bucks, go ahead. But if you don't, stay for the second show. That's right. All right. Well, I'm ready. All right, I'll well, say goodnight. Emails, greg at micecast.com, richard at uh, micecast.com, mike at micecast.com, or pretty much anything at, at micecast.com yeah. that gets uh, thrown back to. Uh, it, it, it comes to me, yeah. So keep those things coming. Um and uh, that's it, I guess. Merry right. Christmas. Well, Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. Happy Good night. Year. Happy New Year. Happy Hanukkah. That's already over. That's already now. passed by. And something called Ramadan or something's coming up. I don't go up. for Kwanzaa. I go for Ramadan. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Which that was Ramadan's a fun. Too. So. Okay. Yeah. I don't. Know. Oh Good night. boy. Good night. Good night. Okay, now, be real nice to him, eh? Okay. Okay. This is uh, the hit single section of our album. Good day. Uh, good day. Uh, Getty Lee is here from Rush. Uh, hi, Getty. I'm Bob McKenzie. This is my brother, Doug. How's it going, Getty? Oh, it's going pretty good. Good day, eh? Good day. Good day. Uh, thanks for coming down to do our hit. Well, it's my pleasure, eh? Did, did our lawyer call you? Yeah. I'm, uh, you know, 10 bucks is 10 bucks. Uh, we were, uh, I hope you don't mind, but there's a photographer that's going to be taking pictures of us together to prove that you are here doing yeah. uh, the record. In case people come, don't believe us. Yeah. How come he's not wearing a toque? Oh, he's not from the Great White North. Yeah. Eh? Okay, so if you'd like to uh, put on uh, a toque and some headphones, we can uh, do the hit single now. Sure. Okay. I, that'd be great. Do you, you have the lyric sheet? Oh, yeah. Okay. I, I memorized them. Oh, great. Beauty. How, okay. did, how did you do that so fast? I'm a professional, eh? <laughs>
Oh. <laughs> we'll just sit over here, like, while you're singing, eh? Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. Thanks, guys. Okay. Good luck, eh? Good okay. Luck. Okay. This is where the DJ talks. Don't say anything. Okay. Good day and welcome to our single. I'm Bob McKenzie and this is my brother Doug. How's it going, eh? Beauty, eh? Yeah, I like that. Okay. Okay, okay everyone. This record was my idea. Get out! It was. You're lying. He hose hit here just sort of rid on my coattails. Why are you doing this? It was our idea together, eh? Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. We agreed to, to say that, but... Oh, take off! Singing, eh? Yeah, yeah, it's good. Okay, so good day. Our topic today is music. That's right. Like, cause my brother and I are now experts in the field. Yeah, eh? right. Cause we're a band now. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, so. except for him, I'm a band. Oh, how can you do that? Making me look bad. You're such a hose hand. Yeah. Well, take off. Take It's a drum solo. Okay, everyone, like, this is me on the drums, Oh, eh? get out. It is not. It is so. Stop I learn, will you? Take off, eh? Oh, take off to the great white north. Take off. It's a beauty way to go. Take off to the great white north. Take off. It's a beauty way to go. Take off. Beauty, eh? Like magic, eh? It's yeah. coming in. Well, that's like, it's like it was sung by angels. What? What? It's over. Take off. That no, can't be. It is. Yeah, it is. Because right. well, hit records are short. Like, no way. Yeah, they're not that long. Okay, so that's our topic for today. So good day. Good day. Hey, you guys. What? Take off. Hey, no. Hey, don't go. No, come back, eh? Look what you did. Everybody's going. You see you. Come back. I won't let him do it again. Yeah. My fault was yeah, your yeah, fault. You're such a hoser. There's no way I'll another record with you hoser yeah. okay that's fine i'll do a solo album fine and you'll be looking for me yeah, like I will on not. another label oh, now everybody's gone good so, day good day so like take off to the great white north beauty, beauty. take off it's a beauty way to go Jeez. take off <laughs> you hosers hey Getty, we like to thank you for coming on uh, the album and singing on the hit single. Well, it was my pleasure, eh? Like, I wish you guys, like, lots of success and everything. <laughs> Beauty. Thanks, Thanks Getty. a lot, eh? Oh, That's great. You're welcome. Okay. Like, if we do another one, maybe uh, you could do it? Well, slow down, eh? Okay. <laughs> One at a time, right? Don't okay. push the guy, Yeah, eh? okay, okay. Sorry. But, you know, like, thanks for this one. Thank you. No, and No sweat. Yeah. Good day. Good day. Good day. Good day.